good to go. Oh. Oh, it's never, never a panic, never a panic. It's always so smooth, everything's so smooth. Hello everybody, welcome to Moto Central Live, brought to you by Sneaky Weasel Beer. I'm Billy Rainford from Direct Motocross. With us this week, we've got Larry Northrup. Larry is super busy, but we're gonna start the show off the official way and crack these. Cheers, Larry, thank you very much. Sneaky Weasel. Okay, I knew that was gonna happen. We got a bit of a breeze here, a light just blew over. Of course, my PA's got it, he's on it. But okay, guys, so we've got Larry here, and while we've got Larry, Larry is the, uh, well, tell everybody what you do here, Larry. I just, whatever they tell me to do here, I just part, I got two other great partners here at River Glade, and we just have a ball here. We were into motocross for, since, since we could walk, and uh, <laughs> we just enjoy the sport and enjoy putting races on. Okay, now who else, uh, you mentioned now, let's talk, we have to talk about toys for big boys, obviously. That's your uh, 9 to 5, Monday to Friday, or Tuesday yeah. to Saturday? Yeah, it's usually uh, Monday to Monday to Saturday, and that's my job. I do, uh, been involved in that for all my life, I guess, 50 years now. Uh, is that right? <laughs> grown, grown into it. Uh, it's, the business is 51 years old, so it's a year older than me. Oh, but, okay. uh, no, I uh, just enjoy the, the industry, the people. Um, it's a passion. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you look around the sport, it's filled with people who are just passionate about the sport. I mean, yeah. most people, unless you have a successful business like this guy does, you're not in it for the money. You're in it because you love it. You raced. You try to go do other things, and it just drags you back in. I mean, that's my story, and that's that's a lot. That's a lot of guys' stories, right? You race, you do something else, and somehow you find your way back in somehow, any way you can, really. And that's the beauty thing about motocross, the families, the people. It's just that's what it's all about. And uh, when you when you work with people that have the same passion, it just seems like light work. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean. You don't work a day in your life if you love what you do, right? So yeah. that's, uh, it feels like a lot of work, and I still, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm the exception to this rule. But, uh, and uh, as you can see, we got a beautiful backdrop here of the Riverglade track. I know that makes us a little bit dark here, probably, but maybe as the sun sets, the whole thing will even out. Uh, trust us, we're here. Uh, but if you want, just kind of watch the guys working away back there. But, okay, I got to, here's the headline Riverglade. The street, the road is two words. Do you, yes. When you write it, do you write two words or do you write one word? It, it, it is two words. It is see? two words. See? Yeah, and uh, we write it either way sometimes, just uh, depending I on the I hate that as a writer. I hate that. Yeah, it's not good. But I need to do. know a right and wrong. Yeah, the right way is two words. But when you see it on social media, you're going to see it all as one because you can't do two. So yeah. it just makes it more confusing. Okay, so technically it's... We're not even on Riverglade, we're on Homestead, right? We're on Homestead Road, yeah. We can call right it Homestead in, MX. Totally, we could do that, but <laughs> we're right in Riverglade, so it's all good. Okay, well, let's, um, while we got you here, I know we're going to get to, uh, we got one of your top kids here. We got uh, Brett Young here, we're going to have him on, we're going to talk with him in a minute here. And Larry, I mean, we keep doing this each week. In the past two weekends, we had Derek Schuster at Gopher Dunes. Of course, he's super busy the night before race. We had Kevin Tyler the night before his race. He was super busy, but he sat in all night. Okay, sorry. I got to run. I got to go Harrow. He's got to go Harrow. I mean, he's, he's he's ripping it so deep, they're ripping up the watering thing. Yeah, yeah, we fed fixed two water lines, so <laughs> not good. But it is ripped super deep. They're getting the water on it now. What's your goal? It's going to be like 31 degrees and sunny. You want to keep the ruts up? You want to keep the moist? What are you trying to do? Make we're, it rough? We're, make, make it rough, ruts. We want to have good lines and corners and be ripped it up real, real good. So there'll be lots of lines for racing and uh, not one line. Okay, okay. Um, now, what about you mentioned the other guys here? I know we got to Earl the Deuce. Yeah. What's that? Uh, where is he? He's not. Uh, Earl's out watering it back here, and uh, Lee Steves is right now. He is. Uh, he's got a water hose in hand, and uh, two of the best guys in motocross I've ever worked with. Yeah. 
awesome. Just love love working with these guys. Man, I've been coming here for a bunch of years now. And I remember at the end of one, someone said, hey, you got to interview Earl. And we did, uh, it might have been a little late in the night to be uh, interviewing. It was just yeah. one of the greatest interviews ever. But what a character. And uh, yeah. did you, obviously, in your racing career, how high did you make it in your racing career? I was uh, I was a pro and I had a national number in Canada. Ooh, what was your national number? My national number was uh, 31. Number 31. Do you dare tell people what year that was? Uh, year on that one there was 19... 1990, 1991. 1991. I'm even. I'm probably older than you. I am probably. <laughs> I was already long done. That was by in now. the Al Dick era, I guess. Oh, that's a tough era. Yeah. yeah Ross Peterson was still yeah, racing. Ross, for goodness sake. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So, what do we expect? I, I look. I took a walk around the track today. Um. Obviously, the marquee thing. You got the clatterpult. It's been kind of messed around. The landing looks a lot easier now to get into that corner. It is a little easier, but really to make more lines, so there's more passing corners like we found here if we uh this is good advice from a lot of the pro riders that have been riding and stuff like that that's why practice is so important before you get a lot of good feedback uh and uh hey make it more of a race track than a jump track and right. uh, give a lot of, of jump corners. tracks out there these days yeah it's just more having lines getting into turns so if you're going up a straightaway and there's a little bit of an obstacle but you can make more lines we make more lines Okay, nice, nice. Now, what's uh, how's the the health? I mean, this is the one time of the year we come out here. I mean, I'm, I don't get enough time to come out here into the Maritimes and check out, you know, the racing, the local kids, yeah. the growth of the sport, the 50s, the 65s. How, how's the health of the uh, sport out here? This sport is really good. Everybody's okay. everybody's it's positive. Everybody's happy. I mean, numbers are down a little bit, but that's that's just sign of the times. Our practice nights are still strong. There's lots of kids riding. There's lots of people having a lot of good times. Uh, we had a great. We probably had 70, 80 people here on Wednesday night riding. So okay. it, was, it was good to have. Okay, now I always, uh, it's always been my favorite class to watch. Super Mini, now I know we had uh, Hunter Vaughn, he's probably, he's moved up, I'm sure he's not on yeah, the yeah. Super Minis anymore. Who's the hot shot Super Mini kid out here? Uh, there's a couple of different kids, stuff like that, they're doing really, really good, so, you know what, I don't want to, I want to, I want to. Oh, I don't want to miss anyone. I don't want to miss anybody by naming the wrong one or anything else, but there's, uh, um, I think we're going to be uh, pretty, pretty pumped to see, uh, Schofield out there, I think he's doing really good. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah I saw him. Uh, he was Loretta Lynn last year. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's he's pretty hot. He's riding real, real good. So it'd be interesting to see how he's making it. Now, is he messing another any other classes other than Super Mini 85s? Is he doing Schoolboy or anything? Schoolboy. He's he, not doing Schoolboy yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. All right. Now, how about uh, at the pro level? We've got uh, this next gentleman we're going to have on here in a yes. second. But uh, other than him, how are things going? What's uh, what's it looking like out here? It's good. It's uh, mixing up. Brett's uh, get a little mix up this year and having some fun and. Uh, Hunter's coming up through, and it's, he's riding really well, so it's been a real good little bit of push for everybody. Right. And uh, Brett's, Brett was always that young, hot guy that was always there, and now he's got another guy just kind of nipping at him, but it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good competition, and makes it good for both of them. Yeah, you need that at the local level. You always need someone chomping at your heels, and then you come and race this, and you're like, oh, that's the next level. It's like, yikes. So you got that guy chasing you, then you got to chase these guys. So it's uh, it's kind of like going to grade nine. You know what I mean? You're going yeah. to get a big shot at... Uh, in grade eight, then you move to grade nine. Are they still doing that at school? Is that how it works? I don't I'm even not know. Sure. I, don't I don't even know. Yeah. Middle school? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, okay. So, um, all right. Well, are you trying to? Do you have to leave. No, I'm just. I'm. I'm good. Oh, you're good for a minute. Okay. Okay. All right. What else do we talk about then? Um, so we talked about the pros. We talked about what does Dave Hewitson do around here? Dave. What is, does Drunkle uh, Dave do? Yeah, Drunkle Dave is uh, just good all around guy. Always willing to lend a hand. Him and Michelle are a uh, huge part of Riverglade and just ambassadors people to support um, you name it they're always at what can we do to help and uh, there are those two people that are just very key to our organization to make things work nice now I, I noticed he's wearing a muscle shirt but there's something missing <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't want to say anything. <laughs> Just throw him under the bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had to talk about his <laughs> about his nicknames, his his previous, uh, you know, the MX yeah. Forum days nickname. Yes. He's like, yeah, yeah, we we don't go with that one anymore. Now it's right. Drunkle Dave. I'm like, yeah. well, how is Drunkle Dave any better? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just got back. He just got back from uh, Bangor. So they were at oh, concert yeah. last night. So they made it back. A today. concert in Bangor. Yeah. Maine. That's Maine, you guys. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Who did they go see? I need to know. Uh, who did they go to see? My gosh. Josh, who was in Bangor, Maine last night? I'm trying to remember. Oh, <laughs> I, have no idea. Uh, I can't. I'm, okay, well, and I, and he I said he popped his head up here, so yeah. let's see him. I'm gonna ask him. Yeah. So I always like to know what kind of music people are. Well, I have to bring him on. Yeah, I know. That's what I said. He said if he's got time, he's pretending he's busy. He's probably yeah. having yeah. a drink somewhere. Yeah. He, they just get in a while ago, probably an hour ago. So right, right. Oh, look at back. these guys now too showing yeah. up. Nice, nice. But, got a uh, good gang. But it's a pleasure, Billy. Yeah, yeah, he's good. I'm gonna run him. He's gotta go. Watch. We're gonna see. We're gonna see him in the background. Yeah, I'll be back there. So I'll still be on. I'll still be on the show. See. Yeah, yeah that's okay. right. I'll still be on the show. We'll ask him fire your questions, hand signals, and stuff. But, no uh, problem. Well, thanks so much, and you know what? Thanks. For, wait, thanks for all you do. I have one last question. Yeah. Where we are right now, we're up in the Derek Keith Tower. Uh, what's yeah. a little bit of history on that? I'm well, that's that's a. This is our tech shed, our toys tech shed we have okay. underneath. Uh, this is our VIP area that we use for the nationals. I squeaked uh, in. And. It's really good, and uh, a great friend of Riverglades last year uh, passed away. Year. Passed away in October. He never missed an event here. He was one of these guys that was just rider, uh, sport guy. He was everything, and hmm. every national he was here, he'd always be here. One of the last guys to leave, and uh, always a big supporter. And uh, he just passed away of a uh, of cancer uh, oh. last October. A uh, young man, and. Uh, what 53 uh, years old oh wow so uh, but what a big we're missing him today but we uh, want to dedicate the deck up here to oh, Derek's cool, deck that's cool nice Derek. so that's 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 the history i didn't mention i meant to mention that when we sat down here that yeah. we're at uh, Derek keith's deck up here Derek's deck so that's uh, awesome thank you for no, telling us that yeah no problem yeah right on well thanks a lot all right thank all right. you very much and we're gonna uh, we're gonna drag your top guy in here now all right, all right young, in. you're in all right thanks a lot thanks buddy. we'll watch we'll watch for you, you better be working out there <laughs> All right, look at this guy. I'm good. Check it out. We got uh, we we got a local hotshot here, Brett Young. Brett, now I know when I met you, just saw you over here. I'm like, man, I, I know I talked to you, interviewed before, but you said it was two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Man, so you're two years older. I'm not. Yeah. What <laughs> yeah. I gotta ask you? How old are you? Where are you from? Um, I just turned 20 July, July 17th, and I'm from uh, Halifax. You're from Halifax. Okay, yeah. now did. Do people call that locals? I know we're in New Brunswick, Halifax. Is it Maritimers is all local? We call it local because we're you know we're dumb. Yeah, Nova, <laughs> Nova Scotia really is where Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, so it's border. But yeah, yeah. Originally from Halifax. Originally from Halifax. Yeah. Where are you living now? Well, I live just outside of Halifax, like it's Lawrence Town is where I live. Lawrence Surf Town. Yeah, yeah. Lawrence you call Town. it Larry Town? <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah. Did you surf? But, no, I tried it a couple times, but couldn't get the hang of it. Well, you gotta keep trying. Yeah. Normally, what happens yeah. is you get up the very first time, and you think it's easy, and then you don't get up again for another yeah. few tries. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> like snowboarding. Well, yeah, snowboarding yeah. you fall twice, and then you're a pro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, man. Well, uh, so coming up, let's uh, tell the people a little bit about you. Like I say, I, I don't know a ton. I know that I met you last a uh, couple years ago when we were here, and uh, you were a fast up and coming guy. And uh, how's it been going so far uh, this season? Hot competition we just mentioned with Larry about uh, maybe Hunter Vaughn now that he's. Kind of maybe nipping at your heels? Yeah, yeah, this season is going good so far. Just uh, injury-free. I've been in, injured the last two years in a row, so I couldn't race the race the nationals. But like Larry said, Hunter Vaughn is uh, the next up-and-coming thing. So 
he's riding really good and he's keeping me on my toes every weekend so it's always good to have someone someone to race with all right now i'm not trying to cause trouble but do you have his number so far how's it been going is he how close uh so far he's beat me i beat him but Ooh, okay. mostly he's right there right at my back door every time just our tracks are mostly one line when we're racing so it's hard to pass especially when he's on a 250f he just gets out in the gets out in the soft stuff and he can't get a run on so uh, okay he's uh he's riding good so make sure everyone keep an eye on him tomorrow right on okay now how about uh the health of i mentioned with talked about larry with the, some of the younger kids he said it's pretty healthy out here lots of kids coming up it's a bit of a downswing i guess maybe in the industry but at the pro level what's uh you know who are you up against uh who, who are the hot shots out here that we're going to be watching for too uh there's a couple pros uh lone glant uh tj martin he, oh uh, yeah uh, Carl Carlson Racing is uh, yeah, helping out this yeah. weekend, so make sure you guys watch for them too. And uh, David Escherbrooks, uh, uh, we, oh, right, we don't really have much of a pro class here. It's mostly the intermediates, but there's only probably seven of us, six of us maybe. Okay. So it's not really a big pro class, but mostly youth class is the one everyone likes to watch. Right, the intermediates right. and pros are in that. So those guys are all going to make it into the classes, you think, tomorrow? Hopefully, yeah. They're, the ball of them are riding pretty good, so I'd like to see all of us get out there and rip, the, rip it up. Right now, you mentioned T.J. Martin. He's got that opportunity because Wyatt Waddell is hurt, so he's stepping in on the Carlson Racing. So he's was it seven seven eight his number? I think. Yep, yep. T.J. Martin seven seven. Yeah, T.J. Martin. So watch for him. He's there uh, learning from another local legend, local Halifax, Davey Fraser. So they're pitted. You can actually see their pit right over there behind yep. uh, behind Ryan Dowd over there. Look at that guy sitting in. Yeah. He's got a sun hat. He's ready yeah. to rock. <laughs> okay, man. We'll talk about um, what, out here. What obviously Riverglade. Where else do you race out here, and what's uh, what are kind of your favorite tracks and stuff? Uh, Riverlake is probably my favorite track, but uh, most of the most of our races are in Nova Scotia, back where okay. I'm from. So, what's the track in Nova Scotia? Where do you guys go? Uh, Mount Tom MX. Oh, Mount Tom is right. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, Brookfield. We had a previous national there two years ago, or Pleasant Valley. Or Pleasant Valley. Right, right. Yeah. Brookfield. Uh, there's a track up beyond the airport. There's a couple good tracks. So. My favorite tracks are mostly Riverblade and Mount Tom, I'd have to say. Right, yeah, everybody seems to love Mount Tom. Oh, um, Mount Tom is an awesome track. I'd like to, I'd like to see a national there. It'd be really cool to see the guys, see the guys rip it up there. But it's uh, too far from the airport or something, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Obviously, all kinds of things come into play when you start picking places for nationals and stuff. But uh, okay, um, how about you're 20 years old now, coming up as a kid from out here in the Maritimes? Who was your riding hero? Oh. That's a hard one. Uh, probably have to say... Uh, say John Dowd, just to make him feel good. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably Tyler Medaglia and Mitch Oh, Hope. okay, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah they Mitch were. not lining up this year. No, no. Wish I'd like to see that guy line up again. He can still ride a bike. He was at Mount Tom last weekend. But, uh, he can, he sure can has still, pretty good style, huh? Oh, yeah, he can put down some laps still. But, yeah, Tyler Medaglia and Mitch Cook probably. Definitely my, uh, oh, that's cool. That's I cool to hear. It's, uh, I guess as I get older, I, they're getting older too. So now the kids that are coming up, I'm expecting to hear names like, you know, I don't know, Ross Peterson. Yeah, I'm not yeah. old. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's funny to hear kids like, yeah, yeah. you're only 20. So guys like yeah. you're 31 or whatever, right? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, that's amazing. Um, that's cool. Okay. So um, tomorrow, hopes, what are you hoping for? What are you thinking? Uh, I know it's a tough question. Uh, it is You've been watching the series a bit? Yeah, I've been watching it a little bit. Uh, my goal is hoping that if I can get a good start, maybe my stamina is there, I can run in the top 15, hopefully. But tough, tough field, especially. Some question. What are you? What are you? What class? Uh, 450. You're in the 450 class. Yeah. Okay, number. Uh, 150. Number 150 in the 450 class. All right. On uh, what kind of bike you on? Sierra 450. You're in Sierra 450. Yeah. All right. What about uh, the Clatterpole? You do that? Oh yeah, yeah. That, yeah. There's. All you still? The guys still call it that? Yeah, they still do. Yeah. They do. It's yeah? a fun, fun jump. All the, all the young guys are hitting it now. All the. 
all the young riders like Schofield and uh, right. uh, Super Mini Kids. Yeah, Justin Burge yeah, nice. and the guys. Those are the Super Mini guys you want to watch for. They're riding really good. So there's lots of young talent coming up. Like, like I said, Hunter Vaughn earlier and right. Schofield and Justin Burge. They're all riding good. So those are the people to watch out for on Sunday too. Okay, yeah, it was funny. I was at uh, Moto Park at their Moto Cup, and Hunter Vaughn, they'd driven all the way to Ontario. Yeah. Hunter was there, and I thought they were doing it for the series, but no, they came back here. Yeah, they were there yeah. getting yeah. some racing in. Yeah, that's, that's good for him. He needs to he needs to go where the competition is. He can't, can't just rely on chasing one guy around. Yeah, yeah that's true. Me, like, it's I nice. think he might have been a bit surprised at some of the some of the local kids' speed. He's yeah. kind of like, you know, like yeah. everybody. As you go somewhere else, you, you never know where, to, where you're going to be. It's like Americans coming up here to race. They think they're going to win maybe, and then yeah. strikes. Yeah, no, but he's a he's a good rider. He can match pretty much anybody's speed. He's he doesn't he doesn't give up. That's for sure. Okay, what's your, what's your favorite part on this track? I mean, I know it's on the what do they call it, the European section. What do they call that? The, the super high speed. They yeah. slow it down a little bit. What, uh, what what do you like out here? I probably like this uh, the spectator and the jump after. It's my probably my favorite section. I, I call it dig me straight away. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the GP section is fun too. The GP yeah. section. That's it. That's yeah. what they call it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, what else we got here? All right, well, what do you want to do? You want to uh, thank some sponsors? What else do you want to talk about? Do you have anything else you want to? Oh, uh, yeah, I'd like to thank Toys for Big Boys, uh, Larry Northup, B2 Suspension, Lauren Banks, uh, Rod's Machine Shop, Ruggles Towing, uh, Fox Canada, and just anybody that helped me over the years. It's been means a lot. So, And uh, Trevor Savory, he's helped me out a lot with uh, my bike and stuff over the years, and Hunter Vaughn's dad, he helped oh, nice. me out a lot too. So. Okay. Mostly everyone around the Maritons is a big help to me, so I appreciate it. That's all, hey, look, Riverglade, two words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always, whenever I'm writing it, I don't do any two words or one word. Yeah, yeah that's, my, that's my problem, folks. You don't care anymore. But uh, all right, buddy, well, should we let, end it yeah. there and let, uh, yeah. let you get, uh, you, already, you already went for food. What do you have, what yeah. do you have on a night before a race? I had a stir fry. Stir fry? Oh, yeah. You don't go with the pasta? No, no, I went with stir fry tonight. <laughs> all right, yeah. with, uh, with what, what kind of? Chicken. Chicken stir chicken, fry. Yeah. Chicken stir fry. So if he does well or if he does poorly, it's the chicken <laughs> stir fry. Yeah. All right, yeah. buddy. Well, thank you very much yeah. for hanging out with us. Good luck thank tomorrow. You. Appreciate cool. it. See you, man. We'll be watching for the number 150 in the 450 class. Thank you. All right. Yeah, I feel alone here now. Now we got to do we draw straws or who, uh, uh, who's got? I'll see first. So oh, okay. All right. We got, yeah, we got, all right. We got, a, we got an FOC, a friend of Canada here. Uh, I feel like you're more of a friend of Canada, but you really only were up here a few years back. But it, Check it out, Josh Cartwright. Josh, thank you very much for uh, yeah, no joining worries. us. Thank did you, you bring your Did you bring your pit board with your name? Ah, uh, no, I didn't. But uh, you can go on their Insta or on their Instagram and check out and find my number. Uh, it's, it's the wrong number. Don't text him. He's not uh, texting. But who knows who's getting the text? Hey, hey if there's somebody. any cute girls out there that want to, just slide into my DM. Here we go. It's starting early, folks. <laughs> yeah, I'm, the, I'm the one drinking the sneaky weasel. <laughs> All right, Josh. Well, let's um. We like we always do. We got we got to back it up here. Some people, I mean, I, I've seen you at Supercross. Yeah. I've seen you all over the place. So, not every Canadian knows you maybe as well as I do, certainly. But uh, so, talk about where did you grow up and how the heck did you get into moto? So why is it so loud in the background? Yeah, because it's a dozer. Yeah, we I've got the microphone down there, thinking yeah. I would avoid the noise. So. Hopefully, it'll cancel it out a maybe. little bit. But I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, originally. Um, my dad just put me on a dirt bike at three years old, like a moto families do and ever since then I've been just kind of <laughs> racing and riding ever since and going to school at the same time so ever since then we've kind of just we've always actually watched the Canadian Nationals on TV when I was on 85s and always said hey I want to go do those those look fun so I'm glad I'm actually here <laughs> sorry they're pushing the water truck water pushing the oh, water truck stuck water truck stuck they're pushing it with a dozer sorry we it's have gonna to be deep for tomorrow 
I got, uh, I got sidetracked there. Okay, now, obviously, we always, when we talk about, with you, we talk about schooling. Now, here's, this could go either way, because were you just not fast as a young kid to get homeschooled, or did you? No, the, <laughs> no uh, school. I know your parents are both university guys. Yep. Uh, uh, computer people. Yep. You got your computer. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, when I was an amateur, I um, I actually asked them all the time. I'm like, hey, why can't I get homeschooled? Why can't I get homeschooled? Did you really ask them that? Oh, yeah, all the time. And once I got older, I realized why they never let me. And Because uh, when I was a kid, I was like every 13-year-old. I was like, oh, they are, but I'm not. So um, <laughs> once I finally realized, I'm like, oh, this sport, it's not 100%. You're going to make a living at it, and you need a backup plan. You need a plan B. So I finally realized I need school. And um, now that I've been able to graduate I actually have a backup plan once I'm done with school I don't have to go back to school and get my degree I can just go straight into work or just do whatever I need to do but yeah if they're an amateur I was kind of like a top 10 dude so I wasn't like winning championships or anything like that so my parents weren't going to just throw away my education for no reason. Right now how old are you and who did you come up with like through your amateur stuff? Um, I'm 24 now so I was with like the uh, Keith Tucker, the Jer uh, Jordan Smith, Cooper Webb, that kind of oh, yeah. era, somewhere around there. Um, is Keith Tucker still racing? He's not. He, 614? 641. 641. He actually is not anymore. He was actually a pretty good friend of mine for uh, in the amateurs and we hung out a lot and he was unbelievably fast. He was had so much style on the bike. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, he just got hurt a couple times and he right. just, I actually texted him this year and said, hey, you racing? And he said, no, I'm just sick of getting injured and all that so he's just kind of living the normal life now okay now when you're at florida state uh, i graduated from florida state florida state you know did i tell you my ridiculous florida state story no be back this is how old i am back in 1985 i'm down racing at gatorback at the, the amateur amateur so i'm down here and i'm walking around a mall in gainesville and a friend back home i'm wearing a bloody florida state sweatshirt and I'm just walking around, and I'm, I am getting idea. the worst looks. I'm getting people, and I'm like, what? I'm Canadian. I'm like, ah, you shouldn't be wearing that yeah, sweatshirt. Yeah, key your car for I that. had no idea. I'm walking around Gainesville in a Florida State shirt, and I'm like, where's Florida State? Gainesville or Tallahassee? And they're like, Tallahassee. Yeah, like, that's Ooh. up north. Yeah, you don't wear a Gator shirt in FS, or Tallahassee. You don't wear a uh, FSU yeah. shirt in Gainesville. It's just two things. I'll see cars in Tallahassee with a Gator sticker and an FSU sticker, and I'm just like, uh-uh. You can't do that. You can't do that. No, you gotta you pick can't. sides. Can't be doing it's that. It's like trying to have two hockey stickers up here in yeah. Canada. You, Not you, can, you pick a team. <laughs> They're just trying to be safe. They don't want to be. They don't want to get keyed. But yeah, anyway, yeah, it was. They must have seen. Must have seen the uh, the dumb look in my eyes and said, Ah, he's he's alright. He doesn't know what he's yeah. doing. Okay, so when you were, I want to talk about the schooling and stuff like that. So you're at school. You're actually on campus. Uh, I didn't live on campus, no, but, but I was on campus. You attended classes? Yep, every day. I, uh, so my daily schedule was, I'd get, so we ended up, I moved down there my senior year of high school, and I did my senior year there, and um, when I went to college, I got up at 8 a.m., I did 8 a.m. class, mm. and then right after class, I'd go directly to the track, do my training, come, come home, shower, go back to like about 4 or 5 o'clock classes, come back home, do any kind of off-the-bike training I needed to do, and then my school, and then I'd go to bed and then just do it all over again. Yeah, not as tough, getting yeah. your homework done, or you just didn't do homework. Did you, did you do the homework? Oh yeah, I was an AB student. I, oh, my, no. my parents told me, they said, when they sent me down there, they said, you have one chance. If we your grades get bad, if we ever get a call from the cops, any, <laughs> anything like that, you're so coming they, they home. Pulled, they would pull racing, or they would pull the schooling? Like, but, uh, they would pull the racing, and I'd have to come back home to Tennessee, to go, and I would just go to the college in Memphis. Ah. I wouldn't be able to go to my dream school because I lo always loved FSU and um, my dad knows the basketball coach so mm. we loved that and it was right next to the training facility so 
it was a perfect situation. Okay, where did you train? Uh, I started out at GPF, uh, right. George Practice Facility. I went there for a couple years. Um, I loved it. It was a great facility um, with Josh Woods and them. But then I had an opportunity to go to Ricky Carmichael's place. And uh, ever since, I've been there for about three years now, I think. And uh, it's it's my new home. Like, oh, Je- nice. Jeannie, Big Rick, Ricky, JH, they're all, oh. like, my big moto family now. And we went to Thanksgiving at their place. They welcomed us as family, and I couldn't think of a better place to be. Oh, that's amazing. Were you there when, because uh, I know that uh, Tanner Ward and Jess Pettis had a chance to ride there. They, I was there that day. I wasn't riding. Um, I don't know why I wasn't. Um, but I, I did see them there because I know them them too pretty well. So I got to see them ride, and they were looking good. And I was ready to see them rip it up here. Okay. Now, I know what – I can't believe the timing here. It was so quiet. Now, of course, the guy is now watering. The guy's stuck still. He's watering, watering the star strike right behind us. It seemed like a great – He's lesson either. He's going back up. Yeah, back and forth, back and forth. So I, I hope you can hear us. There's all kinds of nonsense going on. We just need to grab – we just need to put it – Yeah, we're going to put it right here in a minute. Hey, maybe we should – I'm gonna try it. Maybe it's loud enough. I don't Put it know. Put on top of there or something. That might work. I thought more people would be digging into the beer, but they're apparently not. Now it's gonna pick up the tr- the thing more. Oh uh, yeah, it might. Nah, work. no, we're good. We'll see. I, I wish I had my la- my uh, production assist. Uh, anyway. See if okay. I'm, Mom, so, if you're watching, text me and see. Yeah, how's it how's it going? Can you hear us? I, t- I speak kind of loudly, so hopefully. You, oh, sorry, you you're doing yeah, it, making yeah, an effort yeah. to do it. So that's good. Okay, now let's talk about last weekend. You've been doing well. Let's talk about before that. You're with the PRMX guys, Julian Perrier. I know he hates it when we say his whole name, but so I say it as often as I can. Julian Perrier, um, <laughs> kudos to him, man. For he, what a what a lot of work he's putting into this, trying to make it go, huh? Yeah. So like I've been talking to him for a couple years now, and I finally decided to like um, go with him. He's a great guy. His team is unbelievable. I couldn't be any happier. Like it is. I didn't know coming into it because uh, I know him a little bit, but not too well. So and I didn't know his program well, I, but I knew Logan Carno. He's a good friend of mine, and right. he said it's really good. And then once he uh, told me, he's like, I told him, like, hey, I want to come up and I want to race a lot. I want to do it all summer. So <laughs> we uh, he figured out a schedule. We're doing the Challenge Quebec races. We're doing. I did this uh, SXQC Arena Cross Series that I won the championship in, and now we're doing the Nationals and all of it. And then we'll do the Triple Crown Supercross races and all this to get ready and get used to the team for the Supercross next year. And um, but yeah, I couldn't thank him enough because he's. Uh, the hospitality he's given me at, in Montreal, like he's just helping out unbelievably. I couldn't do it without him, and I couldn't be more happy. Like the team is unbelievable. He works his butt off. <laughs> it's unbelievable. He has how a full time job. Oh, yeah. He travels. He has, he, he has a job. He has all this stuff that, and he and he doesn't complain. I have not seen him complain once. He's always just if he figures if something's going wrong, he makes it happen. He makes it like go right. Like he is always there. I couldn't thank him more. And um, right now we're doing pretty well in the. Uh, in the series right now, like on my first race last weekend, I went five, five seven. I really went, but after the penalties and all that, right. I went five five for uh, sixth place overall. So um, now we're here in Moncton, and I'm ready to. I want it by the end of the season. I know it's a, not a long shot, but I know it's going to be tough. But I want that podium. I, you I, know, yeah, you I think I have the speed. I just need to get used to back riding 35 minute motos. I haven't done an outdoor race since 2014, so it's, I've just been purely supercross. So. Right. I yeah, want to get right. it, so I just need to start building up. Okay, well, let's talk about this. Like, okay, last week, first moto, you grab, <laughs> he shows up and grabs the whole shot, right? So what was yeah. that like? Did yeah. you tighten up? Were you breathing? Were you calm? Were no, you like... I um, I so I've always been good at starts on dirt. The new Supercross greats, I do not like. Right. <laughs> the, but I've always been good. Actually, my when I did Walton in 2014, my only outdoor race really is in the past five years. Um, 
uh, I got the whole shot the first moto also. So uh, okay. I was really I was really happy. I came across the line actually, and I like shook my. He was over there going like this, and I like shook my head at him. Did you shake your head? Oh at him? yeah. That's I don't need any high five, Jeff. Yeah, he was, that was so great. happy, but um. At, at once I did that, I said, okay, let's see what I can do. Let's see the speed of these these top guys. I knew that those are what I want to be with. But I also wanted to see where my fitness was. I've been doing 35, 40-minute motos through training, but nothing's the, Not same, the same as no. racing. So right. I wanted to just see where I was at. I didn't want to blow my load way too early and just try to battle with those guys sure and then that. be done in 50. I know I kind of said that, and it was not... Sorry. It's the internet. I heard that. I didn't After I said that, that wasn't the right choice of words. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, apparently I've been doing that. But uh, I didn't want to waste my energy. There we go. And try to battle with them. Because I knew I'd be done in 15 minutes if I tried to be with them. So I kind of um, I tried to hold them off as long as possible. But just see where my fitness was. And it was pretty good. I lasted the whole moto. Uh, the second moto was a little... A little tough, but we're pretty good. Sorry, could they bring in any noisier equipment any closer? Like, what is going on? Are you still kidding? Still the water truck. Oh, still, uh, still the water truck. Still the water truck. Just got out of the mud yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. All right, hey, again, has anybody texted you? Can they hear us, for goodness sake? I really hope so. Can you uh, Nah, they haven't texted. Nobody's texted. Nobody no. cares. Come on, not even your mom cares. They're watching. That's the thing, sir. I don't know how they should uh, be watching. Sorry. I texted them right before. We're in. We're not in the easiest area to have everything set up, so I don't yeah. have my laptop here, so I can't be following along. We just thought this would be amazing to have that in the background. So, oh, no, they're starting to go away. Oh, he's, oh they're driving away. That'll be nice. The go. General Lee there, yeah, the, General the General Lee water, water truck. truck. Okay, unless... I don't know why nobody's talking about this from last week, but I'm not sure when it's been that humid. Up here, that was insane. How, how come nobody talk, is talking? How did oh you make it through that? I don't. I don't know. I have. I thought I was back in Florida. I came up to Canada. I'm like, sweet, it's gonna be 85 like degrees. Snowmobile. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. And we come to Sandalee, and it's 106 degrees, 44 for Canadians. Um, uh, and it was unbelievably hot. After the first moto, I was had to just drench myself in water. I came out for the second moto, and I was like, I'm still t not tired. I was still actually still a little tired, but just I was unbelievably hot. I couldn't believe it, but they took care of the track really well. The track right. didn't get baked all day, so it was a unbelievable hot. They had to shorten the moto a little bit for the second moto. Yeah, I forgot to mention that in any of my kind of reporting stuff I did. But, yeah, they had to shorten both motos. It was just, like, it was unbearably hot. I mean, hey, you, you were lucky. I had to be out there from 7.30 to, like, 6.00. Hey, I was in gear. <laughs> Nobody cares about me. Nobody hey, cares. no, you're out there sweating. Hey, you're out there getting the getting the news that we need to put yeah, out there. Yeah, sure. Couldn't do we couldn't be out there without yeah, him. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Okay, now, okay, so let's talk about um, what what did you learn from that? And I mean, we're gonna get to that second moto start yeah. in a second and what happened there. But out there, I mean, like you said, you kind of wanted to see this pace, your fitness. You got the whole shot. You came around the first lap. You weren't in the lead anymore. No. So, yeah, so as I said, like, I know it's not the best thing to say or anything, but I, like, I wanted to put up a fight, but I knew if I just charged, charged, charged and try to keep them behind me, I knew I was going to be so tired just because it's been my first race in six years, first outdoor race. I wanted to see where I was at. And also, I wanted to follow their lines. Just right. kind of see, like, oh. Yeah, you've never ridden there before. Yeah, I've never ridden there before. I, I rode one day, uh, that one day before. And I wanted to see what? the Wednesday. You can't ride there on Wednesday. No, the Monday. Monday there we Monday. go. I'm kidding. And uh, but I wanted to see the top guys' lines and just see where they were going to maybe help me for the second moto. But yeah, I didn't. I came out like third or fourth after the first or second lap. Um, 
I knew that probably wasn't the greatest look, but hopefully wasn't <laughs> the greatest look. But now that I'm know where my fitness is, I know where my speed is. Maybe I can stay up there a little longer now and just kind of it's gonna build better and better and better. Well, I know it's just not gonna happen in split seconds. Yeah, and plus this track here doesn't beat you up like a exactly. Gopher Dunes or like Sandalee yeah, can. It's not this track is high speed. You gotta hit your lines. You gotta yep. hit your ruts. You gotta yeah, you gotta go through that GP section yeah. really fast. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a high speeder, but it doesn't beat you up as much. Yeah, you get some kickers and stuff like that. But yeah, I left Sandalee feeling like an old man with my back. I was like, oh, yeah, I gotta, right. I gotta go stretch. I gotta get a massage, something. Yeah. Now, now I knew something special was gonna happen that you were gonna do that. So I did that little spotlight video on you. And if you haven't watched that, we, we covered it in, in the video kind of thing. But uh, talk a little bit about uh, that second photo. I came out and I'm like looking at the inside lines. I'm like, where's at the starting gate? I'm like, where's where the hell's Josh? And somebody's like, uh, yeah, he's, I'm like, what outside gate? Yeah, so um, we actually had a wheel mishap in between motos. When I got off the track, they kind of were just doing their normal checks on the bike. We didn't really think of, the, the wheel was still spinning decently fine, so they didn't really look at that until the last minute because they were, they, cha they changed a couple, like a clutch and just stuff like that, just doing the normal. And you don't have much time in between these motos. Um, I thought we'd have like an hour and a half, and they're like, "Yeah, you got like 25 minutes." I'm like, "Sweet!" <laughs> you take your gear off yeah, and put it back on. <laughs> exactly. So once they finally found it, they found that my wheel bearings like exploded inside my wheel. So they who noticed that? Like, how did they? Like, what were you doing? Um, I don't know. I was in the trailer, and I kind of just told them, "Hey, we got this amount of time," and they said, "Well, we might be late." I said, "Uh oh." So, <laughs> we might be your yeah. And um, that's not what a rider wants. To yeah. Hear. So they couldn't even get the axle out. They were trying to bang oh, wow. it. Oh Oh yeah, it was stuck in there. So they finally got it out. Um, we didn't have time to put a new uh, tire, like a new sand tire, on a different right. wheel. So we just had to run uh, not a paddle, just a normal Hoosier tire, which was still hooked up like crazy because the Hoosier tires are unbelievable. Plug. But uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, so that made us. If you're not there 15 minutes prior to the start, you uh, lose your lose your gate pick. So I was last gate pick. So I was way on the outside. Came around, came out about 16th, probably somewhere around there, 17th. And hey, just, hey, hey, did I help at all? I remember when I went out and saw you, and I said, Michael De Silva. There's a Michael De Silva plug. He's, he's hey. get well soon, Michael. I get said well. he would always, even if he had first gate pick, he would take that outside gate. Yeah, he, it, would, he would back in the day. Like, he yeah, loved so, it on the outside. Yeah, there is a little little hard pack part on that outside because they till, till, till in the middle, and then that hard, uh, outside is a little bit hard packed, so you can sweep around if you have enough room. I think I cut in a little too early. Oh, okay. And uh, I came out around 17th, 18th, somewhere around there, and um, and then I caught back up to 7th. Just I knew it was going to be a long race, and I just plugged away just making passes and uh, just tried to just stay calm. Now, now what do you think? I've always, uh, like, looking at the guys, there's like, you know, you got the top four, you got uh, Moffenbeyer was just creeping in there, getting in there. And then uh, behind that, it was kind of like wondering when, when you were, you know, I knew you were going to be racing. It's like, oh, does he fit in that top group and add an extra guy? Or are you, about, you know, are you the next group with yeah. uh, like this gentleman we're going to talk to here next as well? You know what I mean? Like, so are you happy with where you were and this, like, where do you see yourself going? Are yeah, you, I was really happy. The... Yeah, I didn't really know where I was going to be either. I knew that I wanted to be in the top 10 and I knew that's where I was going to be, but I knew that by the end of the season I wanted to be with those top guys like that's where we're here there's a noise again <laughs> um, I knew that's where I wanted to be and but so you got the top five top six factory guys then you got about the next four like the non-factory guys but the guys on who are still unbelievably fast we like can't the, say non-factory well, I mean when, when we're talking about you it gets mad when we say it, it, my team is better than factory there you go uh, right, how's but, that, Julian? Does that but, make you happy? <laughs> but then you got um, the riders like that are still super fast, like the Cade Claysons, Chase Marquez, the da uh, Dowd, 
They're all unbelievably Your fast. Keelan, were you with uh, uh, Keelan yeah. Meston, he's good. JC Bajot, he was up there. Yeah, you had a great week. Yeah, we ripping. haven't seen him yet this year. That was yeah, good to see him. We saw him at Challenge Quebec. I've been racing okay. him, and I saw him, the last race before that national. He was unbelievable. Raced right, so right. good. It's so hard to pass. It's one of the hardest guys to pass. He's riding good, so nice. plug to him. Um, but yeah, so I knew I wanted to be uh, just kind of maybe with him or just a little in front of him. But now that I know my speed is pretty good, and I know I'm maybe a little closer to those next guys, like the Moffin Byers and them. I want to find that speed and stay with them because I know that's where why we're here. We're here to win. We're here to do well and put the put it on the podium. And I know that now that I'm out of school, I I can focus on racing. I'm, this is my first year actually riding all through the year. Every year I just take the summer off. Like I just focus right. on school and not even ride. So like I'd have to build my speed back up. And now that um, I'm riding again every single day and all that, I'm I'm ready to show my speed and ready to show what the uh, college kids got in store. <laughs> Okay, now as a 24-year-old, maybe it's a, you know, a lot of kids, nothing, nothing but moto, get to that age, they're burnt out maybe even before that. Yeah. You, it's probably kind of nice now, you're kind of coming into your stride now, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I'm, so 24, I guess, is maybe around like your physical prime, and I'm feeling unbelievable. Don't say that. Fit. What? I'm, I thought I was in my prime. <laughs> for moto, for moto. Oh, what? I thought... <laughs> but so, yeah, I, I don't feel burnt out at all. I still love this sport. Uh, a lot. Of, I've talked to a lot of my friends who are like factory riders. They're like, man, if I didn't, if I wasn't winning or doing good, I would not even be riding this sport. I'm like, dude, I'm going to be racing <laughs> this till I'm 50. I'm going to be that guy at Loretta Lens in the 50 plus class, like with a cane still riding. Like, I just hey, love this sport. Yeah, hey, easy. I, <laughs> 50 plus, so that means like when I'm like 65. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I love this sport. Like I stayed at Amateur Day at Sandali all day. Like cause I just wonder. I like watching the races. I see like watching the kids coming up, seeing the fast kids. Like uh, hey, who, who impressed you that day? So uh, two races. The one race that I really liked watching was of uh, the Super Mini Class. Oh, the one I the one I happened to yep, video. So the one of Noah <laughs> Vinny and uh, the number two KTM rider Sebastian Racine. So they were unbelievable. So Noah was actually on an 85, and he, the other kid was on a Super Mini, and uh, the other kid crashed in the first uh, corner. And he caught back up, and then they had a little battle on the last lap, which yeah, yeah I couldn't believe he held him off. That was a really yeah. Well, Sebastian got him. Oh, and then down the last the and guy. then over the ant hill, Noah came around and just like not not dirty stuff, but just an aggressive pass on him, which was I loved watching because I love when I see kids like uh, riding that aggressive at that age because that just means they're going to be unbelievable when they get. Right. So oh, I yeah. talked to I talked to both their dads. I know that Vinny's on my team. Is uh, Bjorn his brother? Yep. And I also talked to Sebastian's dad a little bit, just saying, hey, Super man. nice people. Super oh, nice. super nice dad. Like, I told him, like, hey, you need to go to Loretta's. Like, I, he qualified this year, I think, in three classes. And I said, dude, your kid is really fast. You need to see where his speed is. And America, no offense to a Canadian. Like, no, he's, he's legit uh, yeah, up so, there. But, yeah, like, for sure. he, he needs knows, to see where the speed is down there because I think he could maybe top ten. Oh, yeah, no, so, for sure. Yeah. We've, got a, we've got a few really fast super mini kids right now. But, yeah, there's tons of fast riders there uh, in the cash class. Uh, my uh, buddy, a little uh, FM. SQ, but uh, Jake McCow or Michelle, I can't really say his name. The French Michaud. Word, Michaud, there we go. Yeah, I say, the, uh, I say the off road Macau. guys were killing it. Dude, off road, he was ripping. So uh, it was looking good. He killed me at the hair scramble I did. Right. Um, but yeah, so it was really cool to see everyone just having fun and riding in the amateur day. And I was glad to be there and apparently be the eye candy for the ladies. Yeah, no, I was, was, was going to end the whole thing with that, but uh, it was kind of funny. It was obviously a good time. I liked we were it. having a good time. So we used to do it on. Uh, on, on the pro on the uh, national day too right? yeah. the girls that have like I know Brock Hoyer has done it a whole bunch of guys have done it 
But uh, he was doing the pit board thing, right? The women's Moto Two. Was it just Moto Two? Uh, just Moto Two. Yeah, I just had. Hey, the we get the rock star. And who was it? Your, your mechanic wrote all your knowledge, wrote all yep. your details on yeah, it. Yeah, he wrote my fun. name, and I just wanted Moto Two ladies, and they. He put chickened my, out. He's like, start changing the phone yeah, number. Yeah, they don't put, put my, my number. real number and all that on there, and I'm like, mm, I don't need like tons of people. Not Some that. of the girls were talking about though. Oh, I was checking. I, I checked out, out the comment. I checked out the comments, and a couple of them said they like were watching the me, not the gate. So a little confidence booster, I guess. But. And make, got, got hey, a couple Monday girl a followers. Day. Make Monday a leg right? day. Right? There we go. I got <laughs> got a couple girl followers, so not too bad out of it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just Okay. Um, well, let's uh, we got uh, Ryan's here. We want to have a chat with him, too. I'm racking my brains to think of a question that is not about his dad. So, <laughs> ah, I'm oh, kidding. I'm kidding. He He's leaving. He's hey, leaving. It doesn't uh, matter. Someone stop him. This interview is over. He's making a name out of his own name out of self. He's riding amazing, so I can't wait to see what he does. All right. Well, hey, before you leave, you got to thank some of your. Thank you very much for hanging out with us. Yeah. Of course. Are you staying? Where are you staying tonight? Uh, uh I don't know which hotel it is. Oh, you're but it's hotel. In a hotel. Yeah. Uh, we got to get it. But <laughs> yeah, my I, van. I have a hotel, so you can sleep in my van. Yeah, if you I'll, need. Just go, I'll just. I'll just get, get a mattress <laughs> to sleep in the van. We'll be good. <laughs> but yeah, I'd like to thank everyone. Uh, Team PR Max Julian. Just couldn't thank him enough for everything he does. Um, Pelletier Kawasaki. Um, Stricky Gear, Blood Lubricants, Hoosier Tire, HGS Exhaust, uh, Dirt Tricks, just everyone, JF and Chris, the mechanics that are helping me out, because I'm actually uh, leaving today, or tomorrow, right after the race, oh, yeah. to out. go to the Challenge Quebec race in Debian, Quebec, about eight hours away. Uh, we're just going to drive overnight and have to race <laughs> it tomorrow or Sunday. Who's doing, who's driving? Not me. <laughs> It'll be <laughs> JF and Chris, so they're uh, helping me out so much this, this season, and they're unbelievable help so thank you to them well you, okay how about this though you mentioned uh, like jc bougeau guys like that are they going to do the same thing or are you going to be no, alone so are you going to be by yourself with this uh Debian? what about uh, they're not here there? so oh they're not here no not that i know of i'm pretty ah, positive they're, they're all, going to concentrate on that. yeah they're all concentrating on there because uh jc is actually i missed the first round of that race because i was at marina cross okay so uh jc is actually in uh first place in points right now and i'm 10 points down mm. Okay. And How many rounds? Outdoor rounds. Bunch left. There has been four total. I've done three, and there's six more. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot. So yeah, All it's right. gonna be a long season, and uh, just having fun with it. So I love racing. So. Let's just keep racing. I'm. I got my schedule almost all the way in every weekend until Monster Cup. Until Mo Monster Cup. Yep. Racing Monster Cup. That's the plan. Nice. Yes. Are you? You're in. You got the invite. The Monster Cup for pros is just. It's just like Supercross. You can just show up. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah I got you. Got I did it in amateurs in 14. Right. That's when you get the invite and all that. Right. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. It's just another, yeah. just another race. Yeah. Hey, I, I can never done the pro day, so it's going to be a, quite an experience. All right, man. Well, hey, thank you very much for spending some thank, time with us. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm not going to spotlight you on a video this week. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. But, uh, maybe we'll pick someone down, else. Down. <laughs> we'll see how this interview goes, and we'll decide <laughs> what's happening here. All right. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks, man. Good luck tomorrow. We'll see yeah. you. Get some sleep. Yep. <laughs> all right. Hey, that was Josh Cartwright. We've, uh, we've gotten to know him quite well. Around direct motocross, always a good guy, fun to have around. He's if you have any computer, are you, computer squad, what's it called? You're working for? I'm kidding. He's a computer guy, but uh, uh oh, what was that? No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting, I was running up my slip, but uh, Kyle Wolf said I hear you loud and clear. Oh, that's good to know. So we're hearing, we're hearing that you can hear us. So that's good to know. Yeah, I think he just fell. Ah, he's he, he's out. He's out for tomorrow. All right, we got another guy here. We're gonna talk with. Uh, He's been doing the whole series. We're going to talk about that. Uh, got Ryan Dowd, man. Welcome to the studio. We call it the studio. Oh, How are you? Good to see you. Look at this guy. He's, he's fitting in. He's relaxed. He's calm. He's got the sun hat on. Absolutely. Hope you can see him. No, there's no sun. The sun's going to be yeah. dropping. Or it's going to be it's hitting our midsections now, at least. Yeah. It's been sunny uh, all day. But so we got, we got Ryan Dowd. 
I'm not familiar with the last name, but I know a lot of guys named Ryan. So uh, we'll talk about Ryan's I know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, man. So um, dumb question. This is the first dumb question I got to ask. When you were a kid, it could go either way here too, kind of like I was saying with, uh, with uh, Josh. Were you maybe all you wanted to do was anything but moto? Or is all you wanted to do was moto? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, no, I, I was pretty much right into racing ever since you know my i was born I was right so you're a little kid going to the races yeah i mean I, I see pictures you know my my dad or my mom hold me like on the podium when my dad had a good race in supercross or something oh you're the classic but, thing or he's holding you up yeah i'm like oh who's that little jerk over there no but <laughs> he's one of those guys uh, yeah. who's doing that no but i i never really I, I don't know i was never really like too interested in anything else any other sports and i wasn't really too good at any other nah. sports so um you know i did i did some things i did uh hockey when i was young you i did hockey i played hockey He's american folks i played yeah i played hockey when i was really young uh, i was on a swim team once um you know i i did a couple of things i did wrestling swimming. but swimming's a lot of work man there's like three workouts hey, a day sometimes i i knocked it the whole time i wasn't it wasn't even my idea it was my mom <laughs> she tried to sign she wanted to sign me up and everything but i came out swinging that next year i was like in great shape so i you know it is what it is i, I didn't wasn't what was your stroke what did you do what were you Ah, my best was freestyle. I, was, freestyle, I had sure. some good, good times in that. I think I got like, bilateral breathing, or you're on one side. Uh, no, I, I kind of did both. I don't know. I it was it was weird. It's hard to decipher which you know whichever way you're going <laughs> when you're trying to freaking race. It's you know it's like it's just like racing out here. You gotta make quick decisions. But you know, but <laughs> no, I was I wasn't complaining after that. After I came out in the motocross season after that, I was in great shape. I was you know I felt good. I was going fast and I was holding off for the whole moto. So. I was like, yeah, maybe mom knows something about this. Yeah, okay, so so you literally, as a moto dad, it's dad's John Dad. I'm not sure if you keyed in on that yet, but uh, uh, you may have heard of that name before. But uh, so you were on a bike as soon as you could be, like the four to six class. Like you were a little kid on the four to six. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Number sixteen. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> I was sixteen, literally up until I turned expert, where I had to change my number because I was racing against my dad now. But uh, no, I, I pretty much, I started off on bicycles, obviously. I learned how to balance and stuff really, uh, really early. And I just transitioned over to bikes. I, I, my first bike was a PW50. I was racing at Southwick on a PW50. Southwick on and a PW50? Yeah, That's that, hilarious. Was, that was awful. <laughs> on the but, main track on the yep, big. <laughs> yeah, I, I crashed a lot. But now, uh, yeah, I've been racing ever since I could walk. So, um, is that my blood? Okay, now I know I'm going to just say New England, but where are you actually from? Uh, I live in Ludlow, Massachusetts. So Lud it's, it's Ludlow, yeah, it's like the, the town over from uh, Springfield. Sure, it's Western Mass. It's like the biggest city in Western Mass. We're like a town over from it. Oh, so. okay, okay. So All right. Now, so, a little town, but. So obviously, well, let's talk about this. Coming up uh, through the ranks, how old are you? I'm 22. 22, okay. Yep. So coming up through the ranks, who are your guys? Who are the, uh, who are the guys you're racing against and who are your heroes? Well, uh, well, I obviously always looked up to my dad. I looked up to uh, Ricky Carmichael too. Obviously, he was he was one of the guys that I uh, always followed. But um, no, I, I uh, there was a there was a lot of local guys that I kind of went through. I mean, New England is very popular for for fast local kids and stuff. Right. So, um, you know, I I've seen a lot of racers come and go um, as I've stuck with it, and uh, some some keep going with it and get better, and some kind of just fade out and do their own thing. Nah, and it's, it's so do true whatever. in this sport, man. It, yeah, there's I mean, a lot of pitfalls, a lot of things, a lot of distractions. Yeah. It takes so much dedication if you, because you hit a certain level, and the only way you're getting to that next level is if you give everything else exactly. up and you focus. And otherwise, you just, yep. you just mess I mean, around, I, which is fine. You can mess around if you want, but yeah, no, and I, I don't blame you know those those kids for for going and, and you know doing something that they they love other right. than racing. But uh, no, I mean, like you said, it takes a lot of de dedication, and uh, I'm still learning about it this year you know i this is the first year i'm not working full-time and i was look at that guy oh, oh god oh god 
Sorry, sorry. I didn't know he's allowed up here. He no. just he just messed up her. No, but I uh, I was working. I I pretty much worked full time for about two and a half years. Literally like the week after I graduated high school. So I realized uh, you didn't like doing that. Yeah, I was like, man, this sucks. Ooh, yeah. But no, what it was kind of cool. Doing? What were you doing? I was uh, I was a laborer, so I was doing a lot of um, you know handwork. Uh, maintenance I think stuff. everybody, if they're doing so, do, be a landscaper, man. It's yeah. fun. It's, I did a lot of that too, though. Yeah, I, see, I pretty much did everything. Okay, but. Uh, no, it, it uh, it wasn't too bad. I, I kind of liked having kind of like being an adult, being, having freedom. I yeah, just yeah. go to my job, get everything done, and get paid, and then go home and do whatever you want. But no, it definitely sucked, um, for for the most part because I I couldn't ride as much and stuff. Okay. And so uh, what I did this year basically is uh, I didn't really quit my job. I kind of I got laid off over the winter because uh, my boss was really cool. I had he, problems up there. He no no he no <laughs> my boss boys. was awesome. He's from New England. I'm going yeah, no, boys. Justin Glaze. He was really awesome. He uh. <laughs> He, he worked out a lot of deals with me where he would give me some time off to go riding and train and stuff. And uh, over this past winter, he, he, you know, let me go for the whole winter. And it just kind of so happened that they don't, I don't think they really need the extra help anymore. You right. know, with, they have all their big projects yeah. done. So. He was easily replaceable. And, <laughs> or that, you know, maybe I just wasn't good at my job. No, nah, but uh, yeah, I, I was training all winter and stuff. And so this is the first year I didn't really have a job to go back to. So um, basically I'm living off my savings, just, just riding racing training and you know living life i guess <laughs> all right now what to, i guess we'll get to your racing this season in a second I just, one last question about your dad john dowd it's a, uh, um obviously tons of support to kind of bring you up through the sport added pressure any you know what i mean like what was that like it's a funny question nice yeah no it's uh, uh i actually get that question a lot it's an interesting question because you would think ah. you know with him with him being who he is and and being around this all the time that that i would have a ton of pressure but I never really felt the the need to you know produce such great results at the time I I wanted to and I'm sure my dad wanted me to too but he was never one of those guys where it was like you like you have to be good right. like, you have to race you have to do this you know he was like if you're gonna race you know all right we'll take it seriously we'll do it right but if you're not gonna race that's fine go do something else so um, you know he was he was real cool in that aspect but and I told him I wanted to race and he's been helping me ever since and uh, Honestly, I, yeah, I just, I never really felt too much pressure. I just, I was just going out there and race. I was always trying to just race for me. I never. I was going to say, do you ever come to a section? Yeah. It's like, oh, there's that double I don't like. Oh, my dad's going to be watching. I got to do this double. I know. It's like, it's always, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it. People, people look at me all the time just, you know, because of who my dad is. And a lot of times they know me because of who my dad is. So um, I really, every time I go out there, I try to, try to race for myself, make a name for myself. I want to, I want to build my own legacy, so to speak. Right. So It is tough. I mean, you don't look like I'm that much, or do you? I don't. I don't see it that that's, much. That's for you to decide. I, oh. I can't comment on that. Do you think? Do you look like I'm your not, mom more? I, I, I at least have some hair left, so I, still. He, no, he doesn't your, your have Your face is hair. wide. I, I, might, yeah, I, I might be way off. Maybe uh, Maybe I got a fatter head than him. He's got a bit of a fat <laughs> <laughs> Maybe more brain in here, maybe less. Uh, there's got to be some differences. <laughs> nice. Okay, so let's talk about you came up here. I was, To be honest, I was surprised that you hit the West Coast. You did all three rounds. When did you decide? I mean, you said, like you say, you had the summer off, so you thought, yeah. we're hopping in the JYD uh, motorhome trailer Yeah, thing. no, I, um, I've i always wanted to follow a whole pro series to the fullest and, and kind of see where I ended up. And AMA, man, they, they just, they don't make it easy on privateers. So I, I really didn't, uh, I really didn't consider that seriously, like following the whole right. American circuit, like at all. So, I, you know, if, if I was ever thinking about it, it was always... Am I gonna go all the way at West for Canada, or am I not? So this year, I figured, you know, this is this is the year to do it. I have I have no really 
responsibilities that back at home. I don't have a job right now, right. so timing perfect, right? You, I was you like, didn't, you have to do it. Yeah, yeah I was like, I gotta do this. Nice. I gotta, I gotta spend the money. I gotta go out there, and it's. I spent the money, man. It was, it was a long trip. <laughs> the money's but, long gone. But no, it was, uh, it was well worth it. I'm glad I did it. Um, I definitely need to get out to more tracks like that too. They, they were way different from from my New England right, tracks. Right, for sure, for sure. But more no, like this, like more hard pack. Yeah, yeah, more like this. So um, no, I'm, I'm definitely glad I did it. Um, it was, it was quite an experience and. Uh, Hopefully I can do it again next year. I don't know if I'll be able to afford it, but we'll try. We'll see. Right. Sorry, the sun's coming down now. It's, ah. it's slowly going up our feet. We now we can just see the sun on your lips. Your yeah, mouth yeah. <laughs> so it might. Oh, I don't know if it's weird to watch or not, but uh, probably look weird and stupid. <laughs> okay, so talk about the. Uh, I mean, the West Coast. How did it go for you? Favorite track? I know, obviously, the third round. You didn't get a great cho a chance to appreciate that track in Minnedosa, but. What'd you think of the experience? The mountains, the travel. Yeah, no, it was really cool. The drive. Uh, start off with that drive sucked. I hated that man. I, I mean, which I, part? Which part? The whole way. Oh. It was. I think from from my house to Calgary it was forty hours, and then it was. And another, there's not a whole lot to look at in that part. No, I was. I mean, I, I'm from New England, so it's literally like it's just houses and buildings every you know every mile. So it's like. There was so much yeah, nothingness out there. I was like, "What is? How do you guys live everyone? out here, man?" I, you went through his home yeah. province in Saskatchewan. I was like, "Oh, now I see Daryl's about." But no, <laughs> no this this whole. Uh, to help you. <laughs> you did, you did. Yeah, I'll give you that. No, but um, no, it was weird. It was definitely different. But uh, like I said, I'm glad I did it. But the tracks were really different. Like especially Calgary. There's there's nowhere in New England, oh, yeah, or even near New sure. England, to to practice anything like that. So it was different for me. I'm not. I'm not as good or as fast, I should say, on that type of terrain right. as yeah, I am with sand, well, yeah, obviously. Sure, right? yeah. But um, you know, interestingly enough, I feel like uh, Calgary was actually one of my best fitness days. Um, I I showed up that day and I didn't do anything the whole week because I was I was driving the whole time. I literally sat in the chair for 40 hours. So <laughs> so I was like, crap, man. I'm, gonna, I'm either well rested or I'm yeah, going to be really I was like, not good. Yeah. I was like. This is gonna be good and bad because my hands are gonna really blister up yeah. and I'm gonna get arm pump and all this stuff. But I went out there and I I never once got arm pump. I felt strong the whole time. I was pushing the whole time and nice. I think the, my fastest lap time of the whole weekend was my very last lap in the second moto. In so, Calgary, you're talking in Calgary. Oh, wow. So nice. I was I was pumped with that. I I think I got like 11th, but I was like I, I don't even care. Like I I felt good on the bike. I was right. really happy with my riding on that type of terrain. Um, and I carried it into Prince George. I had a really good first moto. Um, that track was really cool too. I was gonna say, you like that track? Yeah, that track was awesome. Like that track. It's uh, it's uh, you know, up on the side of a hill. It's it's really cool. But um, no, I, I had a good moto that in that first moto. I charged. I think I had terrible start. I got closed off right from the uh, right from the jump by the gate. So I was like way back. But um, I charged back to eighth. I felt like I put on a great ride. Cause I was I was spent after that moto. I got back to the truck. I was like, damn, that was. That was a lot of work, but right. um, then the second moto, I came out really good. I was in like seventh or something. I was bad. I was right behind Cade uh, Clayson and Kayla Meston, but um, I don't know. It's just it was just a weird moto. I just like I didn't have the speed. I guess I I was right there with those guys. I hung with them for like two three laps, kind of just fell off the pace. Had no answer for it. But you, you know what's funny is I, I was whenever somebody comes up and they're entering the series, just like Josh Carter, who we just talked Carter yeah. we just talked to, we've got those top few guys. And then I always mention, well, it'll probably be around Cade Clayson and Keelan yep. Meston, you know what I mean? Yep. And so it's like, there's that group of guys that if you're not in that top four or five, yeah. that's where you end up racing. Yep. It's that next little step that you got to get to, right? Like, yeah, and I was I was kind of basing it off of last year, too. It was like, I, I knew I was kind of a little bit little bit slower than Cade, but I was kind of battling with Keelan at, at certain rounds. So I was like, man, I, I should be right around these guys. And, and I was like, that was my motto. I'm like, I started right with these guys. I got to run with them and stuff. And I just 
I just fell off. I, it was weird. I really, I don't have like an answer for it or an excuse, <laughs> but um, I guess we all have those motos. You just, you just kind of don't, don't have it. That certain moto, but right. um, yeah, for sure. it is what it is. I still, I think I managed the ninth that moto, so it wasn't like it was horrible. But um, then Minnedosa, yeah, I rolled in and I was like. This track is sick. This track I know, looks it's awesome. It's so too bad that we didn't get a chance. I know, to. and I was looking at the forecast. It wasn't too bad. Like I said, like maybe a little bit of rain here and there, and I was like, all right, it might be all right. But uh, yeah, then it rained. I think from midnight that night all the way uh, till 9 p.m. the next night, and it was like 40, 45 degrees or something. But um, <laughs> no, it was it was a it was a really different race. Like it, it was just I've never raced a, like a big race like that in conditions like that. So yeah. I did Unadilla last year, and it was it the skies opened up. Um, for the motos and I kind of I, I kind of went into it with a bad attitude like the track was really cool in qualifying so I was like I can't wait to race on this and then it rained and I, I went to the line I was like this is, this is gonna suck I don't want to be out here so I really tried to, to turn my attitude 180 degrees you know yeah, so I, it's so obviously like yeah. everybody will tell you in a mud race yep. you got to tell yourself you love it or go for dunes you got to exactly. tell yourself you love sand and heat yep so I, <laughs> you I, went, yourself. I went to the line man I uh, I was like you know what like this we're all here. We're about to race this. So I was like, let's go. Like, I'm having fun. I'm about to have fun. So I went out there. I was running great. I had a pretty good start. I was in, like, sixth, like, not even halfway around the first lap. Um, and I kind of yo-yoed back and forth with a couple of guys, Keelan and uh, and uh, Moffenbeier and stuff. But, um, no, it was, a, it was an awesome race. I ended up seventh, and then they, they canceled the second moto, which I was ready to go out anyways. I was like, man, that was fun. I did good. I'll go out again. But... Um, no, they canceled it, which ended up helping me kind of some more. We'll blame that, we'll blame that guy. We'll get, we'll get his. Yeah, it was his fault. That. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking, but no, nah, it turned out good. Uh, ended up going seven seven for that day with the canceled second moto, so it helped me in points. Okay. So uh, no, that was right. awesome. Now, what about what are your hands like from last week? I, I were talking about not that bad. I, I uh, how did you guys get through that day in that humidity, man? I not, mean, it's humid, obviously in New England, but I mean that was crazy well, last week. Honestly, I think um, having Southwick and then Gopher and then Santa Lee kind of prep. Southwick and Gopher are like the two gnarliest tracks you can right. do in New England. So, <laughs> right. And it was hot at Southwick. It was kind of hot at Gopher, right. but it was a nice breeze, so it right. wasn't too bad. But it was, you know how Gopher gets. And uh, so I was exhausted after both those motos. And um, I knew it was going to be hot at Santa Lee, but I knew it wasn't going to be probably as rough. So right. uh, yeah, I, I guess, was, yeah, I guess I made up for it. It was super, yeah. it was ridiculously humid and hot. Yeah. But, but not yeah. as rough as Gopher. The track, I knew the track was going to be good. It was going to be fun, like not, not too rough. So I was kind of worried about the heat because I, I kind of learned over the past few years I don't really do too good in, in extreme heat like that. Um, so I, I really just, I really was trying to just motivate myself. Like, look, it's, you're going to be, you just raced two, two, two past weekends, you know, in, in pretty harsh conditions. You should be good to go for this one. And I was. I had really good motos. Um, Dude, you're not making it easy on yourself. Though. I know, man. I, I, I'm, I'm getting two hole shots. No, I'm telling you right <laughs> okay. now. Where no, are you going to go here? It's kind of a, yeah, it's a, I don't, it's a high know, speed I, first turn. Somewhere. You know, I'll figure it out. But um, How's it look back there? See everybody working back there still? Yeah. I, ah, look at that backdrop. Beautiful. It'll be Beautiful. good, though. Yeah, I love this track. This track's awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, I had good motos. I, I had a crappy start in the first moto. Uh, I just, I don't know. I kind of crapped the bed, I guess. I just didn't do it right. <laughs> but um, no, I came around, and I, I caught back up to, I think, 10th. I got 10th that moto in the first one. And then the second one, I got a good start. I was up probably in like eighth or so, okay. and I was right behind Keelan. And uh, me and him were battling. We battled for like three laps. See, and I, I told was, you Keelan and Cade's name would come up a lot. Yeah, I, it's, I'm just I'm right around that group, like you said. But um, <laughs> no, I was I was right on him. I was about to set up a pass too. I I, I thought I had a uh, spot picked out on the track where I could maybe uh, go for a run on a pass. And I just came into this corner, and I it was kind of like a little bump into the to the berm, and I kind of. 
I don't know, I, I kind of just nonchalantly swung my back end out and I just did it a little too much, landed on top of the berm, I high-sided, fell, mm. and my bike stalled, and then I had to get the old kicker out and give it a nice kick and start it up, but... Uh, ah, Kickstarter, what? Yeah, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> no, I I actually crashed twice at Sandy Lee. I, I, I was kind of not really going fast in the second qualifying practice. I was just trying to like find some new Dude, lines. I couldn't get a bad shot of you in the morning. There was amazing, that lighting. I got so many. Yeah. I put a couple up, and I'm like, I got so many more. Every time and I got you wheeling through one, oh, yeah. it's beautiful. I, I love Sandalee. Such a cool track. It's so fun to ride. Um, but no, yeah, I crashed twice that day, and I, like I said, I wasn't even like going fast. I was just putting around, just trying to find some good lines, save some energy. And I, I came out of this corner, and uh, I, like, I had like the slowest, but most violent crash I've ever had. It was like, <laughs> I was like going through the corner in like slow motion and I just like slipped over and high sided smacked the ground landed on my head and I was like that really just happened like I just do that <laughs> I got up my bars were all bent like this I was like what's even going fast you know uh. but um, no I despite all that I had a pretty good day I just I, I gotta get these starts figured out and, and run with those guys and eliminate the mistakes right I get, I get the feeling too like you could like like you've done quite a few times already this summer is uh, get a bad start you're still gonna get through the back guys and you're gonna end up chasing down those same it'd be nice to see like you say if you got a whole shot yeah. try to like what Josh was saying get the start and kind of see what these guys are doing yeah. and get yourself in there I mean this you know you're a sand guy from New England yeah what happens it, out here, but. yeah I mean this this will be a little tough I mean I remember I remember last year here I kind of had a pretty lonely ride I, I wasn't really I was a little far back of the, right, the top guys yeah. and there was kind of nobody near me near me behind me so it was kind of lonely but um you know I, I'm definitely in better shape this year uh, I feel like I'm going faster I, like I said, I'm not as quick on this type of train, but I'm going to give it my all. Hopefully uh, nice. hopefully I can get some good starts and, and actually run with these guys for at least some of the moto, you know. I, if I, like I got good starts at Prince George and uh, couldn't, for some reason, couldn't run with them. So I want to I turn that around here. Okay. Um, well, how about, uh, I'm going to ask you one last thing here before we uh, let you get on your way here. But uh, Supercross in your future, what's your moto, what's your moto deal? Yeah, I was actually just talking with Josh about that. Um, no, the past couple of years, I kind of just... I don't know. The, the, the cards didn't play right, right. I guess. Um, have you done some? Or are you thinking? No, more? I've never. Oh, okay. I don't even have my license. Okay. Um, and I was actually, the one year that I was planning on actually going to get it, you had to go through Arena Cross, get right, points. Of course. And um, they they canceled Arena Cross altogether. They right. took it <laughs> took it away. So I was like, I, the I guess I guess I'm not doing Supercross again. And then, uh, so for like the next two years, I came out with the Supercross Futures crap, and, and literally every round Zing. was, you know, I, I, whatever. You know, but... <laughs> No, I, um, Supercross Futures, they had them all out west. Like, every single round. There was, like, five rounds of California and, like, you know, like, two in the East Could have gone to the mud race in Memphis. Yeah. I, Nashville, sorry, Nashville. That's the thing. It's, like, no matter where you go, you got to drive, like, yeah, over yeah, yeah. 12 hours, you yeah. know? So I was like, oh, screw this. I'm not, I don't really care about Supercross. But, <laughs> you know, but, no, I, I mean, it is what it is. It's uh, it's turned around this year. There's actually one right at my home, Supercross. Okay. Um, so I can tr I'll probably try and go do that. It'll, it's gonna be a little weird though, cause I've, I've, I've had, I've had my MX Pro license for a good like five, six years now, and I'm about to go do like seems an amateur race. You gotta, yeah, seems yeah, it's, it's gonna be kind of weird, but hey, who knows? Those amateur kids are flying right now. They might kick my butt. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll do some practicing on some whatever Supercross practice I can get. Right. Uh, try a Supercross setup. I've never ridden with Supercross suspension, so um, hmm. I'll probably, I'll try to do that futures round maybe if it, if it lines up right, and then hopefully uh, Tampa. Florida, that'll be okay. a good one to go, and uh, especially if I'm in Florida all winter. Um, I, I haven't really figured out where I'm going to train this winter. Okay, but, not, but Supercross, you know, 22 years old, obviously yeah. you're doing lots of, you know, full, doing the whole series this year here in Canada. 
But that is kind of what you're aiming at? You would like to do some... Yeah, and uh, I actually... It was kind of a recent decision, kind of last minute. We, me and my dad were, were talking, and uh, I think I might actually make some trips back up here to do your Supercross oh, cool. up here. So, nice. um I feel like it'll be the perfect place to kind of get my feet wet at some professional level, like actual Supercrosses. So... Um, I'll, I'll probably try to come up here, make the trip up for those three rounds, and and, well, that'd uh, be good. Nice. and see how I do. Okay, now I, I know we got to get going. We got to get uh, we got to get him on here. He's uh, I'm sure he's got stuff to do. He's a very important person. Very here. busy. He's, yeah, he's busy. 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 Huge things. But uh, <laughs> you mentioned uh, we talked before. I talked to your dad, uh, Deschambeau next week. We got John Dow, we got Keith Johnson. Yep. In the pits, we got Mike Treadwell and Carl Vinecourt. Yeah. Like that's going to be quite the uh, quite the scene next weekend. Yeah, they're all coming up. They uh, they were all talking about it for for laughs and stuff, you know. Um, and they're like, yeah, it would be really cool to, to go up there and, and race one of them, or even just hang out all together because they did a season up here, all of them and right. stuff. And uh, they love it up here just like I do. So um, they were talking all together. They were like, uh, yeah, let's, let's get together. And they love Deschambeau. Like that's, okay. especially my dad, like that's his favorite round. So, nice. um, they both, they both were like, yeah, let's go do Deschambeau. And, and everybody, you know, they could, they could make it happen that weekend. So, um, that's the plan. They're all coming up. Um, going to have our buddy Kenny G come up too. So you're going to be bumping into these oh, old yeah. guys. Yeah, we're, away. It, I'm trying to get serious. That's going to be here. an absolute pack trip. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's, uh. It's gonna be fun. There's gonna be actually a lot of New Englanders coming up there, like to race too. Oh, is uh, that right? Some young kids. There's okay. Uh, probably, I think I've already heard like. Six oh, Chris Canning's coming back. I don't know oh, if he's, he's coming now? back. Oh, okay. He was supposed to. He was supposed oh, okay. to come with Keith, but I think my I think I remember my dad telling me something, um, you know, this past week that he might not be going. Oh, sure. So, okay. So I'm not too sure. Don't quote me on it, but um, yeah, I, I think I heard like six or seven other guys from okay. from New England, NESC area that are gonna come up and race. So. Um, it's gonna be awesome. Was it, was it Satilli? How do you say the guy's name? Satilli, yeah, Mike. Is he coming? Is he still riding? He's Every not. to go for dudes and freak people he, out. Yeah, I know. He he <laughs> he probably uh, he probably still rides and stuff, but I haven't really seen him at a race oh, okay. in a while. He's so don't expect to see him. Yeah, no, he he's he kind of I think he's over it as well. Right. But um, okay. No, that that was crazy that day at Southwick, man. When he when he qualified first, <laughs> I'll never forget yeah. that. That was that was insane. <laughs> he's he's a badass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, cool, buddy. Well, let's uh, let's let you get on with your evening. Let's get our next gentleman on here. Who would you like to thank, man? Before we let you go. Yeah, man. I got a lot of people. I'll start off with Chris Gates here over here. He came up with me this weekend uh, to help me out. Um, Kenny G, Ozzy, Joe V, Joe V Designs, Full Full Power Mo Power Sports, Full Throttle Power Sports. Sorry, <laughs> uh, uh, Moose Showy, 100%, Sunoco, Spectro, um, Renthal, Wiseco Works Connection, Dunlop Factory Connection. Um, I got a lot of good people behind me, man. And uh, are you imagining your graphics they, right now? I'm trying, man. I'm, I like I got so <laughs> many good people in my corner. It's so hard to remember them all. But um, no, man, they they all helped me a bunch, and uh, can't thank them enough. What was that noise, by the way? Did you hear that? What I don't know. That? I'm, gonna, dog? I'm gonna go find it after this. <laughs> and, uh, see what, what the hell that well, is. Always got like a like a beagle or something. Yeah. What is that? Is it dying or I don't what? Know. It wants to go do some uh, sniffing around. If it was right, dark buddy. out, I'd be a little scared. <laughs> well, thanks for hanging yeah, out with us, man. Good luck tomorrow. Get, go pick your line and hold it wide open yeah. on that first turn, man. It's I want to see what I can right? You know that. I'm done with getting last place starts. Tell you. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> All right, hey, that was uh, Ryan Dowd. Watch for him. Uh, he's out there in the number 39. He's he's very hard to miss. He's the only guy on a yellow bike out there. But uh, yeah, it was cool to have him up up here. I hate to always have to talk about. I'm gonna try to bring this in here. The wind seems to have died down a bit. Oh, the wind did not die down a bit. Sorry, folks. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. You want to give it? Let him try one of those. Sorry, guys. We went to. Uh, yeah, you want to try one? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, let me just move. Here, right? We got Sneaky Weasel handing out here. Got one for Daryl. One for Nick here. There you go, man. And I guess there's one more for me. Are those the last ones in my last one? Ah, oh, the last guest. Is that going to blow over? Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Hey, check this guy out. We got, uh, there's obviously so much to talk about. Uh, here, I'll uh, open mine with you. There's cheers. so much cheers. Cheers. Daryl Murphy here, head of safety. You're not, uh, Paul Kingsley is the head ref. You, oh, yeah, sorry. You are the <laughs> head safety guy? Yeah, you can you? call me the, the safety marshal assistant referee to, to Paul Kingsley. Yeah, that would be my title. Okay. Now, like I say, there's so much. Um, thank you very much for hanging out with us. I know there's you probably want to get the heck back to your hotel room and everything, but uh, thank you very much. There's just so much to talk about from last week that went down that uh, I'm not qualified to say. I didn't see anything. I wasn't involved in anything. Um, although I did get, I mean, I had the video, of course, and put, put that up after, boy, I toiled over that. That's going to blow over any second. But uh, Daryl, so... Last week, things got a little interesting in the second 450 moto. There were penalties given out. There were appeals. There were decisions made by the tribunal. Could you maybe, um, I don't know, while we got you, just maybe mention on how we even start. Like, what, do you want to say what happened? I, maybe you don't even want to be the one that says what happened. But, uh, or how it comes about, like, what the next process is from what happened, you know. Uh, well, I guess we can start with uh, the start of the, four, uh, the 450. Okay, uh, sure. We can start with moto one. Uh, we came off the 250 Moto 1, uh, both Kinger and myself. Uh, when we got to the start for staging, obviously we were a little late uh, to, okay. to get there. Uh, so one of the one of the things that had come up, uh, the 450 Moto 1 was already in in their gate, so fully staged, ready to go. Um, you know, and, and just we had a few uh, teams come up to us and talk to us about what had happened prior to the gate selection. Okay. So as we start uh, building the story. Um, you know, you, you kind of get a sense that something something had happened. Uh, obviously, that we didn't see it. Right. Um, that's all. That's always so you tough. Know. I mean, you you didn't see it, so you have to rely on. Yeah. Yeah. It's like in court. Someone's in court. Or firsthand, they tell you you got to. For sure. Know. For sure. So we do have staff down there. Um, but when okay, you're so talking, did see it. when you are talking about staff, um, uh, situations where we're on the track, we're running, we're running a race. Uh, we do have staff that are in staging. This was well prior to the opening of staging or the closing okay. of staging, I guess I should say, based on the based on the schedule. Um, so, not necessarily did our staff um, see it or were there or present at the time, okay. uh, but there were definitely witnesses, credible witnesses that right. um, that definitely seen what was going on, uh, especially in in Moto One. So, uh, obviously, we did we did the best that we could to investigate it at that time. Uh, obviously, we have a live program to run, so it's not something that we could stop right, stop sure. our program and, and deal with at that time. Uh, so we continued on uh, with with the race program. So uh, all motos uh, throughout the day had uh, tremendous racing, tremendous battles. Um, you know, in in the 250 classes, you know, we talk about Dylan Wright uh, coming from. Uh, you know, he had a decent start, I guess you could say, um, right. but just showing. You know, even after coming out of Manitoba, doing Gopher, showing some dominant, uh, mm -hmm. um, some racing there, uh, and for him to come out and, and do his thing and, and the rest of the group, uh, I, I felt the racing was really good, uh, both Moto One and Moto Two for the two fifties. Okay. Uh, Moto One for four fifties, obviously there were some things that happened, some people that it went down, hit a rock, hit this, uh, 
would be one of those right. uh, one of those guys. Lab so replacement. <laughs> uh, for sure. Um, so obviously, uh, kudos to their their team to, right. to make sure that he was able to get back up and running. Those are things that we don't see uh, on the track. We definitely hear of. So um, had to continue the program uh, as normal, but something in the back of our head that we had to deal with at the end of the day. So um, you know, from there, Moto Moto One and the 450s went off just just as you'd expect it to. Um, okay. You know, moving forward into the program. Uh, Moto 2 for 250s, we were there in staging on time, uh, you know, we decided to, uh, you know, cut motos by a couple minutes, two, three minutes. Right. Uh, for, for the 250s, that was, a, that was a decision that happened prior to the start, all riders were informed at that time. Because of the humidity, heat? Humidity and, and the heat, so obviously we pulled, up a, we pulled up a chart, um, you know, our promoter Justin Thompson came by, and, and not that he has uh, any decision or influence. Um, uh, for our decisions but as a promoter as you can tell uh worried about the safety right. uh, of the competitor so when he comes to us with with anything uh especially in 2019 uh he comes with us uh, comes to us with with uh, safety in mind so uh can we be shut down if this was a regular work instance if you were at okay. work on an right. everyday basis and the heat was at a certain level right. would you continue to keep working um so there's some maybe not regulations in our sport um you know per se in canada right now um but taking a look at a chart of what the humid x would would take the temperature to right uh, and taking that into okay. consideration okay. so when i look at you know previous races that we've had um so i can't remember the year specifically but gopher dunes uh, probably about five six years ago sure. uh there was a really uh, a real doozy of a of a heat right. wave going on through there and the humidity was just um number one i'm from saskatchewan so hate the humidity i'm used to a dry <laughs> heat not not a you wet get heat humidity, don't you, in <laughs> we do a little bit if a thunderstorm rolls through right. but we're more used to a dry heat we're not okay. used to a, a humid wet heat so i mean for me to come out here you know sometimes it's a struggle for me right um you know people that deal with it all the time are more accustomed right to it, more well, used see to it, i right? deal with it all the time and that was brutal last right week. um so we just looked at the chart index which is be the first time that we looked at a chart okay. and said hey here's the facts here's what's going on we looked at the numbers and decided to cut it, uh, you know, okay, nice. by, by a few minutes. Okay. At the end of the day, it cut it by a lap. Uh, <laughs> but when you when you look at the numbers and you try and look at safety and uh, uh, and try and progress, um, you know, as, as we all try to do, uh, we felt that it was in the best interest to, to do that. Um, again, people were, um, some people were, were upset about that. That's something right. that they trained for. Um, but you have a group of 40 people that you have to think about, not just five or ten people. Right. So. Yeah, and you um, hate to not make a call and something happens and it's like, oh, we thought sure. about shortening it. For sure. Um, and going into uh, going into Moto2 for the 450s, um, same thing would kind of apply, uh, but at the end of that 250 Moto2, uh, cloud cover came over, uh, we had a little bit of wind, didn't feel as bad. Right, right. Uh, so that was easy. Um, we, so we really debated on the 450 Moto whether we, whether we should shorten it or not, um, but none of the facts had changed okay. other than cloud cover and some wind so you take that uh, don't worry about that no that's not even um, talking about what it was <laughs> <laughs> we take uh take take the facts um you know and 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 we decided to uh paul kingsley decided to shorten that as well okay. so that was that was a debate uh, that we had uh we felt that it was it was the that's right decision stuff that we didn't know like i didn't um, know i knew it was hot but i didn't know yeah that conversation was going on not necessarily is in the rule book that says hey if it's a certain temperature we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cut the cut the races by a certain number of laps or minutes right uh but there is something in the rule book that does state that we do determine the length of the race okay um, right. so that is in there for us to decide uh to make that decision 
that's an unbiased decision. Right? Some people can train for it. Some people don't train for it. Yeah, uh, it, it really, at the end of the day, comes down to safety uh, for, right. for everyone, not just one person over another. Right. So um, start there. Um, and then obviously the, the 450 moto um, start went really well. Uh, we didn't have any any issues okay. uh, with any of the starts in the four motos that day. Right. Um, and, you know, up until about midway of the, the first 450, everything was going really, really well. Um, great racing. We started to see, uh, you know, Phil kind of move up the pack. Uh, and from there, you know, things, that's that's when things started to kind of boil down. But okay. uh, if we start about the talk of the, you know, I didn't, I didn't talk about it I guess at, at the start um, a little bit I guess the starting issue that we hadn't really investigated yet right, we didn't right. really have time uh, but one could say that that probably maybe boiled over a little bit maybe not the you know forefront of everyone's minds but so the, rule, the, the rule is what you you're not allowed in that area until staging you're not allowed at all so like there's what's, what's the there's unfortunately there's two different parts to, oh, okay, to staging okay. so um, you know, back then when we didn't have live TV, we were trying to speed things up and keep within our time frames. Uh, we would have allowed team okay. managers and mechanics and riders to go up to the gate to look, so that they can pre-select and hopefully go you know, faster. Speed the process and, yeah, sure, up, when you right? The, you know which one you want. Okay. However, with with uh, you know the to the clock staging um, to the gate type okay. thing, we've tightened that up where we no longer need them to actually go in and take a look at their gates right um they're not allowed to touch they're not allowed to prep they're not allowed to do anything like that okay. so again they were allowed to go in and, and check that out so that portion is in the rule book however and there's another portion in the rule book with the new staging that you're not allowed into the gates until called upon okay right so a little bit of contradicting rules there uh we probably would have been okay um, instead of saying probably we, we would have been okay if someone was in in staging looking at uh, gate selection, things like that, but right. uh, for being able to touch the gate, um, you know, or prepping their line, uh, definitely not something that that we would allow ahead of time. Okay. So uh, that was well prior to the stager being there, well prior right. to closing uh, of staging. Um, so f moving forward, and moving forward after Moto One for four fifties, we definitely did um, start to block off the gate so that nobody was allowed in until called upon. Okay. Uh, so we, we felt that we've we fixed that and moving forward we will continue to uh, can that path of not going to the gate prior to that that'll stand right, right. Uh, that's that's moving forward what we'll do okay now let's talk about um, obviously the stuff happened on the, in the on the track after that like you mentioned maybe boiled over there's some tension between the two riders um, and it boiled over to the I, I didn't I mean that's the problem with me. I, I'm on the track, so I see the area I'm in. Yep. I'm not up in something looking, and I did. I missed most of it. <laughs> I was I was trying to get service on my phone when the final one happened. And I literally almost got run over. Yeah. But uh, I looked up what and the, but I you know anyway. So stuff boiled over. Then it got really interesting after the flag. Do you want to talk about what happened and how the the process went there a little bit, or what? What do you want to do there? You know, during the race, uh, we felt most was. Um, relatively good good racing or a racing incident is what we would right, call okay. it um not everything was caught on live tv so that's uh you know most people that are that are commenting on it are commenting only on that one right, thing that they had yeah, that's only, yeah. physically seen on on two-wheel app or or on fox sports racing right, right. so um there were definitely things that were not caught on live television that were caught by the officials uh okay. so that was taken into consideration as to um as to some of the rulings that that we had made 
Um, however, other other than that, the racing was was good. Right. Uh, we felt that, uh, as most people would know if they were watching in some of the timings, that uh, Phil was working his way through the pack. Mm -hmm. um, so potentially some of those uh, things that had happened on the track maybe caused him to lose some time. Right. Um, again, racing incidents happen uh, all the time, and that's what creates great racing, creates some some maybe some drama um you know for for the viewers and things like that but whether it's the right or wrong drama again needs to be determined right um so fast forward to again not everyone's going to be able to see what what we saw um you know and i don't i'm not going to talk about that specifically sure. no, that's fine. um however after after the checkered fly there were some things that that obviously had went yeah. down that we still had eyes on for the most part uh live tv had some eyes on it for the most part, not everything was caught 100%. Um, you know, but w when you look at, uh, you know, again, people have words, uh, whether after the race, whether it's a high five, hey, great race, or hey, I need to talk to you about that race, mm -hmm. um, and maybe something that you, that you were upset about. I mean, we've seen that. We see that in 2018. Maybe we can recall tear off gate a little bit. Tear um, off gate. You know, we didn't we didn't necessarily do anything that was about the that. Thing ever, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely wasn't there to see it. Um, noteworthy uh, when you're talking about uh, how we look at what we've done in the past and we can talk about precedents set all day long we're in a new era today than what we were three four years ago mm -hmm. and further beyond right so you know back in Kinger's days that's how racing happened <laughs> sure right so <laughs> I mean we look at it that way and 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 I believe racing can be done that way like it's not about um, you can have bar banging action and and rubbings racing we still believe that right um, it's just what I would say would be intent okay um, you know we ask riders to show us uh, their intent so again when you come to a Red Cross situation when you come to any situation like an off-track excursion as, as Kinger was like sure, to yeah, call excursion, it, yeah, right um, coming back onto the track was the intent to check up make sure that you're safe right. enter the track safely and in the spot that you probably should enter the track um, so they got to be better actors well they need to be responsible they yeah. are responsible Sorry, devil's advocate here <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> at the end of the day the riders are responsible for their actions not Paul and I Paul yeah, and I yeah, have sure. to look from the outside yeah. in and look that you made a mistake here. Now we need to rule on that. Um, so to say that again, like it is their responsibility to act in in, a, in accordance to the rules, in accordance to, uh, you know, knowing that the fans are watching, their sponsors are watching and that that the sport uh, itself uh, needs sure. to grow in a, in, a, in a positive direction. So um what we've seen at the end of the 450 uh, Moto2 is not something that we would say is um, something that we would want to see. No, I didn't see it. What happened? <laughs> um, <laughs> so obviously from our point of view, again, not taking into consideration TV, um, you know, Phil Nicoletti came came over the top of the finish line jump. Uh, he definitely made some, some pointing gestures. We definitely did not see uh, what some people had said, maybe a another gesture of sorts uh we did not physically see that uh, neither uh neither did tv there may be some maybe there's some photos out there uh but again we can't we take what we see that wasn't the only part right so um obviously they've exchanged words on live tv definitely they 
uh, they did some traveling uh, on the track. We felt that, uh, right. based on our ruling, that they came backwards on the track. Was it on the racing line? No, we did not make our decision based on that. Made our decision based on the ruling saying any time in the wrong okay. direction. Um, so that was that was part of it. And if we were going to ding one, we were definitely going to ding the other for uh, for doing that. Um, we do we did recognize that that they were off the racing line. Right. So um, you know that that was one portion. When it spilled over into um, the, the podium, per se, Kinger and I are not always at the podium. Uh, we don't have time to make it over there. Uh, we do have some amateur racing. Now that the schedule's a little bit different, we do have some amateur racing to take care of after the fact. Uh, however, in a more public display uh, that most people have seen or, or, or known, um, and it's how we came to know about it, of course, um, this is obviously some, some interaction that we didn't approve of. So. Um, taking that all into consideration um, when the ladies moto went off I wasn't on the track for the ladies moto I was definitely into uh, into a rule book trying to figure out and understand uh, wording uh, the I got a picture of you and Paul standing on that finish line yeah. corner going over <laughs> so I'm more I'm more of the rules guy bring the rules uh, to Kinger explain explain what's written uh, and then again we go over the intent of the rule uh, as it is is discretion into our and what what's written in words is always up to interpretation uh, and that's up to our interpretation at the right. start right so uh, we talk about the what we felt the intent was that took us quite some time um, so there was definitely some um, conversations investigations we took a lot of time to make sure that we talked to everyone involved starting from the starting gate issue uh, we talked to both teams. We talked to many riders. We talked to uh, credible witnesses that were on the tower right. um, for the prior to the start that were standing there, just right. kind of spectating and watching. So, as we collected all those uh, instances or or uh, recollections of what had happened, um, including what was going on in the race, which uh, officials had seen two instances: one which was on TV, one which was not. Okay. Uh, taking that into consideration and and deliberating. Uh, about that so uh, we took our time to interview people um, after the fact we went to the hotel we discussed some more we went out for supper um, you know as a matter of fact I forgot my wallet at the track so we went <laughs> oh, back classic. to classic goes out for dinner <laughs> oh, I forgot my wallet at the track. no actually we went and got my wallet prior to <laughs> okay so we came back for dinner uh, as soon as we were done that we went back to the hotel uh, we we received some messages um, with some concerns um, and the response to that is is we are doing our job we do take the time uh, even outside of the track to, to make sure that we're uh, we're taking the appropriate steps in the time to, to look at what's going on so uh, everyone kind of received the same answer which is hey just just give us some time let us right. do our ruling um, we talked about it all Saturday night and literally what we did is we created pages what did that what happened with this person what happened with this person, what happened with this person, and so on and so forth. And then we started to write down right wrong. Then we decided to write down what potential, um, based on the wording of the rules, um, what could be enforced or, or right. what, what would match up for, for what infraction took okay. place. Um, so we took the time to do that. Was that the end of it? No. We started drafting an idea of what that looks like, thinking about how it affects our sport moving forward, how precedence is set moving forward. Um, and again, precedence is one thing. Precedence can change. 
based on situations and scenarios. So sure. does this set a precedence? Maybe for today it does set a precedence, but in the future, I don't believe that. I believe that we can continue to evolve and change and make correct in, uh, corrections. Well, and everything's not going to follow the exact same pattern to this exact same incident. And, as yeah. long as we are being progressive right. and understand things that we have not been through before, and I can say this is one thing that I specifically <laughs> have not seen happen, uh, especially that public, um, is something that whether right or wrong or whether we agree or disagree, uh, it's something that needed to be talked about. Um, it's something that I think everyone in the paddocks would understand that we, um, we as officials, Paul and I, uh, something that we're not going to tolerate based on our ruling. Um, and we'll, we'll get into that af after the fact as to what happened after right. uh, with the MCC. But um, it's just it's something that we are progressively getting better at with uh, the Triple Crown, the $100,000 on the line. Things are a little bit more um, eyes on. Right. And, and we need to be on our game as well. So, uh, again, we are progressively getting better as well. We're not perfect. We're human just like everybody else. Um, the difference being is that, you know, when someone comes up to us and talks to us, we take their opinion. All you have to do is just come up and talk to us. Uh, but it does not affect what, what we believe is, is right uh, in an unbiased right, opinion. Right, but you're listening to it and you're, you know. For sure. And, and, but we tell people at Riders Meeting all the time, if there's an issue with the flagger or safety on the track, all you have to do is just come approach us uh, and we will look into it. I think you quote uh, Ice-T or Ice-Q? Uh, I have ice? no idea. <laughs> Vanilla Ice, uh, if you got a problem, you'll all solve it? We will try. Um, all we ask is that you come up I'm and try. I am trying. I'm trying. All we ask is that you come up and talk to us about it. Uh, we are more than willing to look into it. Um, so, at the end of the day, you know things with the precedents being set. I, again, in the future, I don't. I don't. Uh, we well, will. If this ever happens again, someone's like, "Why? Come on!" For we sure, gotta, we got to learn from this. Riders have to learn from this. Everybody's got to learn from this. And Unless everybody. If this happens again. I don't know. Yeah, and. But again, this is a this is the first time that I've seen it. Right. Has it happened before? Probably. Something that that I haven't seen myself personally, so it is something new. Right. So you know, yes, we have a rule book, but we try and look at the situation, uh, the intent behind it. Right. Right. Again, I you know I saw a post uh, you know earlier that said you know did he mean it? No. What he said? Yes. No, of course they not. were. They of were. He, not. They that were, was my point. It's like. Go play hockey somewhere. It's, it's not. They were not. they were certainly heated words. Yeah, but, but we still disagreed with. You can't say that, but he didn't right. mean what he said. So on an official standpoint, no, we we, we totally disagree. That's with, my opinion. With what happened for sure, in my personal opinion, uh, again, it's not something that we that we want to see right. still, um, yeah. for the sport. So um, again, when we we take all that into consideration, we weren't there. We went off of again. Eyewitness accounts. No one's doing life in prison for sure. For doing that, for sure. You know what I mean? No Again, we for, we try our best to apply the rules, yeah, uh, based on scenarios and situations. And, you know, it's and it's not about one person or another. Whether you're you have this name or that name, uh, it, it doesn't matter to us. Uh, we're not affiliated with a specific team, right? Oh, you know, Paul and I work, uh, you know, full time jobs at home. <laughs> so, when, when we come out here, landscaping. Uh, Tell yeah. me, it's landscaping. <laughs> Sorry, I was talking about that. No, no worries. I, I heard that. But um, you know, we work full time day jobs at home. Uh, we come out to do this for a passion and and for the for the progression of our sport. So we're not linked to any one specific. We're not linked to. Nor uh, can you possibly be exactly. Yeah. Um, so I believe we're pretty like we're pretty fair. Um, again, 
it's up to up to discussion whether, whether people like that or not um, right. or disagree with that or not um, I truly believe in, in my honest um, belief in what I do we are as fair as possible with each instance that happens right and you know what not everything is seen on camera and not everything is seen by our eyes and what if it's not seen okay how ah we man we, we're gonna run out of tape here this For is sure. this is good stuff though and i really appreciate daryl you yeah. coming on here and talking about this we got to get to the next part though and the final part of it is so you make a decision you guys had to make a ruling there were penalties given out dqs or all kinds of things but there was a 72 hour there was an appeal process appeals were put in and then you told me earlier i thought that was interesting you're on the phone call with the tribunal you're in there for the long first part of it, an hour and 10 minutes you mentioned. And then at that point they say, okay, we've got all the facts. Daryl, you guys go and now we have to talk about it. So you're not even, you're not involved in that part of it. You go over the rules, right? And the yeah, so I, I mean, I could take you through the steps, no problem. Yeah. Um, I feel that anybody, if anyone's still listening. Um, no, that's great. Honestly, this is great stuff and I no, really appreciate it. Absolutely. So um, just the step process, I think in 2019 has been really great uh, for us to have the MCC on board. Um, as a collective group versus, uh, you know, last year we had some um, some great candidates that were a part of our appeal board, uh, but whether they were tied into, you know, a specific brand of motorcycle or a sponsor, and I'm not saying that, that, that they would make the decision based on that, um, but it was something that we worked we worked towards to fix in 2019 where, um, I'm not saying that Justin was a part of anything, but Justin is not a part of anything that we do uh, we make the rulings. We've added the scissor lift for Kinger without Justin, right. without Justin being involved. Great, so, move, so the MCC being involved has nothing to do with any of us other than they're there to support uh, and checks and balances is what I would say. They they really are the checks, check and balance system for Paul and I. Right. Um, and and I think it's a a respectable process. I've always respected the appeal process. It is the writer's right via the rule book to to an appeal our ruling. Sure. Uh, it's everyone's right to protest a ruling. So anything that is written in the rule book, we very well respect that. Uh, and we know that we make, make rulings that are unsatisfactory to some, and they may appeal or protest. That is, right. that is okay to us. So step one, I already talked about it. We, we worked in the box. We, yeah. Oh, we, we worked in the hotel. I'm still trying. We wrote things down, right? For each person that had something going on, and then we tried to apply something, we wrote it all down. The next day was a travel day for us for the most part. I actually got home at a decent time. Kinger and I had about 15 phone calls <laughs> in between a matter of three, four hours. And I, was just, I, I, call, I just need to know if you found your wallet. I did find my wallet, yep. Okay. So it's all good. Uh, you know, so we, we arrived home. Uh, Paul Kingsley writes a report to the MCC, which is done every weekend. So no matter what happens, a report is done, sent to the MCC so they know what's going on. Okay. What I believe that does is eventually we can come back to all those reports and say, what's an issue that we can fix moving forward? Uh, it also takes it to a group outside of us that can go, you know, we've seen this a number of times in your report. This is what I think we need to fix. Mm -hmm. So I think that's good. That's where the starting point is. We write a review. It goes to them. Uh, and that happens every event, regardless of whether it's an appeal or a protest. Done. Um, you know, on the on the so that that happened at the same time while we were still debating what was going on. We go into the rule book, we reread the rules, we go back and find words that specifically stand out. So, riding at any time, 
any time. At any time. Sure. We pull those rules and say, well, at any time, even though it was after the checkered, right. would consider being a five position penalty for riding the wrong direction. Okay. So we just try to read the rules the way that they you, are. You also know that if you don't read those rules and do that, another team is going to read those rules and go, hey, man, yes. this says, because you're going to hear from other teams. And you're just going to. And progressively, we've learned over time that when we sit in our manager's meetings, that's exactly what they say. Yeah. You know, as much as we may have some uh, referee discretion, uh, there are words. How do you read them? How do right. you define them? Uh, and trying to find, I wouldn't call them loopholes. It's always good to find if there are any loopholes right. so that we can progress. Expose them and yeah. And yeah. Um, sure. So that all that's good. Uh, but we try and read, again, we've learned over time, read as much as we can into it and apply it to the best of our ability to right. the infraction that took place. So... Um, you know, some of the things that we had started with on on Saturday night did not end up being the final okay, yeah, the okay. final penalty. Right. So when we looked at it, uh, we did not look at outside factors that we did not think about before. We were definitely into the rule book for what it was. So some right. some questions out there right now are: Well, it happened after the race. Now you've affected the results for Moto Two. Right. And although we understand that, and we really didn't think about it until after the fact, until the opinion was brought up, it still didn't change the outcome because the rule book doesn't tell us to. Right. The rule book tells us this is the penalty. Right. If that if it's a position penalty, you take it off that moto. Um, there's there's nothing else in there that tells us to do that. So the only the only people that can do that under review is the MCC. Okay. Um, so from there, we made our ruling. Uh, it took about another hour to. Um, write a press release uh, which I felt was was done quite well listing out what the infraction was listing yep. out and citing the chapters for yep. everyone um, obviously we had multiple infractions so I felt it was uh, you know really really important to, to stress what was pulled from where uh, it also helps if anyone is protesting or appealing that they know right. exactly where we pulled it from so uh, we wrote the press release uh, we sent we sent it out to the teams first we give them about two hours time to make sure that they re receive the email, even if it's a phone call, uh, a text message, as long as they know or we know that they've received it and they have got a two hour time limit, then we release it to the okay. media, in which case I would send you out the press release right. uh, and then release that to everyone else. Once that's done, uh, once those emails are sent to the teams or the riders, the time date stamp on that email decision is their 72 hour okay, clock. Nice, yeah. Uh, so from there, uh, you know, within less than 24 hours, we had received a press release that there would be an appeal. <laughs> from that point, right. uh, we start letting the MCC know to kind of get their ducks in a row. Hey, there is going to be an appeal. They have up until Wednesday evening at this time, uh, Eastern Standard Time, to make it easier for most people uh, that are out that are out east. This is the deadline be ready to review all all pertinent information so right. we let them know we don't tell them exactly what's being appealed they definitely have our press release they have the report that we made on the event so they would already know ahead of time um, not that we want them to debate it ahead of time uh, that's completely up to them and we only send it to one person at the start um, uh, for the group for the MCC um, and then we again we just give them the heads up that that something is coming their way 
time-wise, we all wonder, hey, if an appeal goes through, how long are we going to have to wait? Uh, again, mm -hmm. if we're proactive in making sure that they know something's coming so that they can say, hey, we're going to have a conference call at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on a Thursday, this is this is what happens. So it does take some planning when you try to get a tribunal to get, right. Uh, together, right? So uh, we knew something was coming from there. Um, I did not, uh, normally what we would do the process is I would create a file uh, for the MCC with everything that we've collected and made our decision on. So whether that's the rule book, um, pictures, still photos, uh, videos of any sort that we've received and, and or found ourselves, we would use. Right. Uh, anything to make our decision, we would, we would put that in a file together for them and we would send that off. I don't send that off to them until there's a physical appeal received officially filed time date stamped and sent right. to them so in this instance we received one on uh tuesday uh, tuesday evening and then we received the second one probably about 10 minutes prior to the expiration of the 72 Ooh, wow. hours okay um so with that being said i did not send any of the files that paul and i used or the rules until after that fact and then gave them what they needed to what they needed to use at the same time uh because i believe in the the process of a rider's appeal or a protest or right to re review of an incident that yeah. they were involved in. Anything that they were appealing, because I, I, I'm the one that receives the appeals at this point, the MRC office does not, I'm pretty much pretty much the guy that handles okay. that to keep, to keep uh, Justin and the rest of the crew of the Triple Crown series completely separate from us. Right. Uh, they do not handle that anymore. It's, it's strictly uh, Paul and I. Right. So great. from there, uh, and then I handle it so that it kind of keeps Paul separate as he's the one that makes the final decision. Right. I handle the appeal. I also happen to believe in that process. So uh, anything that was appealed, I highlighted. I make it easy as much as I can for them to make a, a decision. I highlight anything that we've done, send it to them, uh, including anything that is being appealed or rules that are cited in an appeal. If I've had time to read it, of course, I will highlight that for them as well and send that off to them so that they are aware um, from there, they scheduled a conference call. They scheduled that for Thursday. So they knew about this, um, you know, midday Wednesday, even though we didn't, we didn't get the second appeal till right before right. Uh, the cutoff. They had already planned for an 11 o'clock on Tuesday, or sorry, Thursday, uh, to be correct. Right. Um, so from there, then I sent, sent that night all the, all the pertinent information. At 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday this week, uh, we got onto a conference call with, with the MCC panel, plus Kinger and myself. Uh, we break down the events that happened, plus the reports that, that, that we gave to them, and we start. We start by explaining the story, uh, what had happened, what may have been seen on TV versus what we saw, because we need to uh, differentiate that, right. uh, because there's certain things that they would not see or video that I cannot provide them. Yeah. So it's just our words that, that they yeah. have to go off of. Uh, we took about an hour and 10 minutes went through the in, entire from start to finish uh, exactly what was what was happening from there they asked questions so they asked follow-up questions um, things like would you do anything differently uh, to which we would answer the question uh, what would you think of that uh, we would answer that question um, so they asked a number of different questions from a panel of five okay from there a um, little bit of discussion um, not their decision just a little bit of discussion back and forth they would follow up with more questions from that point after the hour and 10 minutes it was okay we we're going to let paul and daryl go 
and then we will continue our deliberation. Uh, so we would exit the line. The MCC would then make a decision. Uh, from there, we do not know the decision until an email is sent to me. Uh, I believe uh, Paul was CC'd on this one. Okay. Uh, with a letterhead with the MCC, with a press release, they do not want to handle uh, direct contact with um, teams or media unless they are going to interview somebody, uh, which they have before. They have one to go interview uh, riders or, or managers okay. if they felt it was necessary. So they will do that. In this case, I do not believe that they did interview anyone other than Paul and myself, hmm. uh, which which is their right. We don't we don't make that decision. That that is their call. Uh, from there, we don't know the decision until they send it to us. And again, professionally done, I believe the wording that they chose or choose to use on an MCC letterhead that has nothing to do with us other than them interviewing us. Uh, really, they come out with it, and we stick with it. Um, you know, as as, as much as um, with that decision being a little different than we would have expected, uh, Paul and I, uh, we do accept the process. Right. So again, it is a it, it is a checks and balances system. They went a different direction than we thought that they would. Um, I'm okay with that. Um, do I agree with it? I don't have to. Um, but I agree in the process, right. and and okay. for the and again I'll say checks and balances. They may have went in a different direction for the sport as well, to truthfully the rest of the season is going to be better than it could have been. Right. Um, for that you know, with with that ruling for for those that don't know, I mean, trying to do um, some things with with youth and and um, up and coming racers, um, spending some time at Walton. Phil's already done his video. Phil's already done his video. Um, you know, but. To me, that that's one part. Yeah, they've asked him to do more. Yep. Uh, they've asked them both to spend some time with youth, to spend some time, you know, whether that's out on the track or what, whatever it is decided that, that we want them to do at Walton. Um, I think it's huge, and I think if I think about why they they chose that, I think that's the direction they really wanted yeah. to go was to show the good side. So at of Walton, our sport. they've got to get involved with the kids. They got to yeah, got to talk to the kids. Absolutely, yeah. and yeah. and there's some positive things in that uh, for our sport and for for the younger riders. And if the younger riders had seen this happen, uh, I would just say take notice to how you handle yourself after a situation um, that we may all go through at one point in time or in our lives. Right. Where we make a mistake, and if we make a mistake, how do we correct it? Okay, whether he was asked to make an apology or not, he had to go out there and and thoroughly think about how he was going to say it, present it, and do it. Uh, you know, and I and I asked today was you know did you have someone come in and, and shoot that video? It was professionally done. You know, so they they're taking the steps to do it. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's that's where they were trying to go. Uh, I did send the MCC the first part of the video to which they've commented, you know, this is really what we were looking for. Um, you know, I've also heard some other things for tomorrow, whether whether it's going to happen or not, but I, I believe it to be true uh, that that Phil's going to go out tomorrow uh, after the races are done and do a track walk with some amateurs, potentially do a, a jersey giveaway. Sorry if I'm ruining the, the storyline <laughs> for anyone. Um, you know, but that kind of stuff is over and above what we've asked them to do at Walton. Um, so if someone's going to take that extra step, um, so kudos to Phil for doing that extra step. Uh, so I hope he follows through and, and, and does do that. Nice. Um, and, and at the end of the day, if it's if it's to continue the the positivity and progression of our sport for the for the youth and the upcoming racers, I think it's a good thing. Right. So yeah. I don't necessarily have to agree 
uh, but I do believe in the process uh, that that is taking place, which again checks and balances. Um, I, both Paul and I believe in the rulings that we ruled on. We we won't back down from that. Uh, we believe they were the right rulings, just maybe not the same direction that a five-person panel uh, for the integrity and the total outlook of our sport hmm. wanted to go, um, and maybe outside the box thinking. Wow! Right. So uh, that's a process. No one else is involved. It's really up to them who they want to interview. Uh, they ask us questions. No one else is involved in it. The Triple Crown Series is not involved in this. Uh, it just comes down to the MRC and, and the officials and the tribunal. Um, literally, they ask us questions. And then, you know, in other words, they boot us off the cuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so. yeah. I can't remember what the question was, but that, no, I'm kidding. Sorry, long that story was, no, short. No, that was amazing. For anyone who's, I mean, obviously this goes yeah. to archives. So I'm going to put like a table of contents and like put like here. Listen to Daryl Murphy go over exactly how it went through, how it all went down. I mean, that was super interesting. I really appreciate you telling that. I mean, that took, took a long time, but there was a lot of information it's, there. That was amazing. Thank it's you. definitely a process. Um, you know, Paul and I worked, even again, day jobs. Um, sorry to <laughs> throw that one right back in there. Uh, but we continue to work outside of, um, outside of the event uh, because we do have a passion towards this. Uh, to our to our series, to the events, um, to the racers and the fans, uh, to the media like yourself, uh, we do have a passion to, to making sure that we're making the right call, and at the same time spending the time to do it. So, you know, from Saturday, the end of that 450 moto, we haven't stopped talking about it until yesterday afternoon. Right, right. Right. So that that's how long the process can take. Yeah. Now, granted. They took the full 72 hours to make their appeals, which is their right uh, to do so. Um, that that's the process from from you know from beginning to end. That's the process. Whether it you know the appeal happened on Sunday, probably had would have had a decision Tuesday, uh, that type of thing. So it really all depends. But step one to step you know 10. Uh, that's that's really the the process that we go through. Uh, no one else is involved other than again the officials making the ruling. Uh, the teams that are making teams or riders that are making an appeal goes to the MCC board. We get interviewed. Potential other witnesses get interviewed. They make a decision. Send out a press release. I send it out to the media. Sorry, the teams first and the right, riders. First, yeah. Two hours later, we will send it to media, and then that's really the process. Oh man! Again, hey, thank you very much, Daryl Murphy. That was. Uh Exactly. If that didn't make sense, and I don't know what you're looking for, because that was <laughs> that was step by step the entire process. That was amazing. Thank you very much, dude. Let's uh, anytime. Time, man. It's, Maybe it's a we, cheers to end it. Or we you, we you tried to done? do this in one hour, and that's almost two. You hours said two now. hours. You I said know, seven. I, minutes. No, I okay. know. I, I make, it's we got a lot of tape. We got tape. We can go through it. It's no problem. <laughs> Thank you very much. Cheers, cheers to the Thank sneaky you. weasel. This is Daryl Murphy. That was work. Uh, we're still working on that start straight. Uh, Need some more water, as Kinger would mm. say. Well, where's he from? Rotten England. <laughs> All right, Daryl Murphy, thank you very much, man. I'm going to close it out. We'll. Uh... You want me to leave while you close it out? No, no. Ah, okay. The hell? No, I'm kidding. You want me? I, I, I just want to say one thing too. Is as I kind of make light of the situations, you know what I mean? Like, I shot that video, and I mean, I'm like, oh man, I don't want to post this. I'm like, I, I shouldn't. Po I don't want to be responsible for what's decisions happening. So I spoke. I said I'm not going to put this up until I either hear from somebody or somebody. I heard from somebody who said the the penalties have been done at this time. It's already done. So go ahead and post it. So I said, all right, I mean it happened. It was so public. I've got it. What am I doing here if I'm not putting this up? I felt bad doing it. And I honestly, it's not my thing. I'm not mm -hmm. a no. That's not sure. my. That's not my style. You know what I mean? So I anyway. 
and sometimes we kind of like joke it's it's serious that's why i didn't want to put up because it's serious this is people's livelihoods man this is serious absolutely like, just because i catch it on video i don't want to just throw it up it's I mean, their this is, day job yeah this is serious right you know what i mean like and there are big corporations involved and big like big big money stuff and so i do not take it i don't take it lightly by just throwing it up and saying yeah, yeah absolutely i don't at all from, i don't want people to know that from a series standpoint moving forward again being that progressive piece we are going to take a look at how we can better the podium area the staging mechanics area um making sure that and although kids and, and families and fans were near the podium area which totally fine we're we, we love yeah, having that, that's people. Gonna have to, that's going to happen. That's not going to change. Absolutely. Right. Um, but making sure that maybe we have a better set scenario or a better set system for the riders to be well, able to go. Well, you can see something is escalating. Maybe, I don't right. know what you do. So but. closing an area off just for them to come cool down. And by cool down, I mean like towel off, get themselves ready for the podium. Right. More like a backstage sure, type situation. Sure. Like I would never have shot something in their pit, in their trailer, at all so that is the fact that it happened there that's public absolutely so that is something that we have talked about today as a as a as a group as a collective group including team managers uh we're a part of this conversation to find a way to better that system uh and and make sure that if there is moments that could potentially happen like that hopefully not as as uh as we just witnessed last weekend but it is a little bit more private, sure. Um, and but also private for the riders. Like we were wondering about tents for riders to go under, yeah, tent, making yeah. sure that they no, got time to cool in. off. The media can't get in. And, chill. and even though they've had a hard race, and I agree with having a rider go up to the podium and they look like they were just went. Yeah, to, for sure. But sure. they just had a grueling race. Give them some time to compose themselves before they're speaking into a camera or speaking to the crowd, and they're a little bit more refreshed yeah. to. You don't throw some swag out to the crowd, things like that. I mean, that's just me as a fan saying that. Uh, but we are looking as a series as to how we better that in the future. Um, hopefully, we can start this weekend. Is everything going to be fixed? No. Um, but definitely progressively, that's what we want to do. So. Nice. All right, we're gonna we're gonna tangent off into another conversation. No be here for another hour. <laughs> but hey, thank you very much. I want to say, um, hey, I, I ran out of time this week, just so people know. People are saying, hey, where's the coverage of the uh, premix event? Where's the the first? trying to do too many things and I'm sorry I ran out of time there's a lot of travel involved this week so a lot of things that I've still got hard drives full of it full of stuff from last week that I haven't gotten to I just want to apologize to that I mean there's so much stuff to it's gonna happen again this week <laughs> so it's gonna plus we've got the ECAN that starts up on uh, you know this week on Wednesday so it's gonna be even tougher to get stuff up on the site so we're gonna do our best uh, you know we're, we'll get some stuff up We'll get, maybe we'll get Daryl to do, he's got a day job, he doesn't, uh, <laughs> but uh, thank you very much, Daryl, and uh, thanks everybody for watching, it's, it's, we're, at, we're at two hours here, so I'm not going to drone on about anything else, but uh, we're going to have some great racing here tomorrow, it's going to be hot, um, it's going to be 30 degrees, 31 degrees here, sunny, they're working away, they're putting tons of water in this thing, so this is also always one of the coolest events to be at, right, like you're literally bumping into people, it's so busy here, it's I love, really cool. I love coming here. It's amazing. Like, I, I look around and I go, I just banged into someone trying to get it because yeah. it's so full. It's, it's the, so cool. The fans, uh, number one, are, are amazing here. Number two, uh, Earl, Larry, and the group, uh, fantastic. Oh, you know, sure. they watch the series from round one on. And if we seem to have an, an issue, uh, like a hot button issue along the way, they seem to find a way to fix it before we get here. <laughs> so, nice. you know, pure example, flagger stations things like that we've had issues probably about three four years ago with flaggers boom next thing you know they were building flagger stations right felt it was important 
So the, nice. the group does a tremendous job preparing with current events and current hot topics, issues. Nice. Uh, they set us up really nice to, to be here uh, for the fans, for the racers, for everyone coming in and being involved. So kudos to them. Nice. Well, hey, thank you very much to Daryl Murphy for hanging out with us. Uh, going to be an interesting day. Uh, lot, lots of storylines. I mean, I think everything's kind of <laughs> cooled off by now. We'll see. I mean, I, lessons have been learned. Everyone's cooler heads. We'll see what happens. But uh, now we can still have a great uh, series up front. Colton Fasciotti still going to go for his new era record of breaking that tie with uh, JSR for his sixth motocross title. We're not going to talk about Ross Peterson right now because 33. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to beat that. But, uh, man, Daryl. Uh, Daryl. Dylan Wright, Dylan showing Wright, dominance. Sure. Uh, Jess Pettis up on the stage last week saying he's got his mojo back. So, Jess, and his heart's in it. And his, his heart's in it to win it. Right? So, so we'll, uh, there's going to be some good racing on the women's side. I, I tried to get, and I apologize too for this. A lot of apologies here. It's Canada, but uh, I wanted to get a female up here, one of the women racers. And I was talking to Isabel Tebow and her dad down there, but uh, she she didn't even think about it for a second. She did not want to come on camera. Her English is better than my French, but she's not fluent, obviously. And anyway, she didn't want to. What here, number, by the way? 192. Isabel. Yeah, we Isabel. talked to her down. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and they're still down here just before we went uh, live here and stuff. But the women's racing, there's storylines there, of course, too. So watch for that. I'm not sure what East Coast guys are going to be out here in the premix. Uh, Nathan Bless is doing the whole thing. Uh, he's here, probably, I'm assuming. He is here. He was actually on the flight last night. With uh, the red plate. We got in at like 1.42 in the morning oh, last okay. night. So maybe that might be. Uh, play it play a part but he's got the red plate that he's put on so oh yeah that's awesome awesome um, so again time. we'll try to uh i try to pick things different each week because i only i only have so much time during the week so last week it was moto two of the women's then i did some stuff on josh cartwright then the next day i did the uh, noah viney versus sebastian racine the amateur so i'm always trying to pick something different i'll try to pick someone here uh tomorrow to kind of do a little spotlight on uh, i know i'm gonna do john dowd keith johnson Carl Vancourt and for next Mike week. Treadwell next week. For next week. So I'll think of something for tomorrow. But uh, hey, guys, thank you very much. Thank you very much to Sneaky Weasel for the uh, the support. Thanks for watching, everybody. Again, this goes to archive. So if you're, we'll uh, see it. But, well, uh, then if it's going to archive, where's where's Jeff? What does that mean? Yep. <laughs> he did he did the 450 thoughts this week. Oh where yeah. Is he? Yeah, I know. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do the, <laughs> Now I've got to do thoughts too. For goodness sake, <laughs> unless he's gonna watch it live on Two Wheels Two Wheels TV app or Fox Racing uh, Canada. Great uh, plugs, by the way. Yeah, so that's where you can watch it live. Uh, we'll do our best. The this cell service is a bit better than it was last week, and Gopher Dunes was terrible. So to be honest, I have so much going on in racing. I'm kind of glad when it's terrible, so nobody expects anything. But uh, <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for watching, guys. Hope you enjoyed it tonight. Cheers. We had some great guests. Man, that was, that was amazing. I want to say thank it you. Was, what an amazing lineup. What an amazing lineup. <laughs> that was good, and your explanation was fantastic. Let's start walking towards. Let's close this. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend.